Right, welcome everybody to um, episode six of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Uh, as usual, I am your host, uh, Mr. Duke Togo, and uh, joining me from um, our very northern latitudes uh, is uh, uh, Mr. Crabmaster. How are you doing, Crabby? And uh, also joining us from our far eastern shores. Boy, we just got both ends. I'm like in the middle, and then we've got west coast, and then we got east coast. Is uh, Mr. Wild Bill? Hey, Bill. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. Uh, a busy weekend. We are recording this. If you guys are curious, on Labor Day. So just for you guys, we are laboring hard, um, <laughs> sitting on our butts doing a podcast. Uh, as usual, you guys can uh, find us online a couple different places. Uh, number one, now we are on Twitter, so you can follow us at at CollectorCast, um, just as exactly as you would expect it to be. And uh, you can also find us normally on our home site, rfgeneration.com. You can find the show uh, at rfgenerationcollectorcast.podomatic.com. We're also on YouTube. Uh, you can look for my channel, Duke Togo 74 And uh, you can also, of course, just search for CollectorCast. And uh, we're now, uh, as I mentioned last show, on Stitcher Smart Radio. So you can find us there at uh, stitcher.com forward slash RF Generation. Um, or you can just uh, go to Stitcher and do us a favor, put the promo code uh, RF Generation in when you're downloading that app. Um, that helps uh, kick our traffic up a little bit uh, for the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, all right, well, how you been doing, Craig? How's it going? Awesome. Um, I mentioned in the past that I wanted to try and get a retro gaming club going up here, and I finally got around to putting up an ad, and I got way more responses than I thought I would right off the bat, so we're going to try and get something going in the next couple of weeks here. Really? So, I mean, do you guys have to break out like the parkas and snowshoes? And uh, I actually <laughs> did have to turn on the furnace a couple of days ago for the first time in a few months. You're kidding me. In August? Oh, it's freezing up here now. Yeah, today, cold. Oh my goodness! All right, well, I, I guess the the northern jokes are are apt. <laughs> Mostly, so, yeah. So cool! So, I'll be really glad to hear about that. So I'm I'm curious. So you said you put an ad out. Did you just use Kijiji or your local, you know, Craigslist equivalent, or would you put it on? I'm just Kijiji for now. Um, there's a local multiplayer gaming place in town. I went by today to go talk to the owner, but they were closed because I forgot it was a holiday. Uh, so I'm going to swing by tomorrow, see if you wouldn't mind if I threw a poster or something up there. Uh, maybe even hold a few events there. Oh, that's and nice. then, yeah, maybe down at the college or high schools or something and see if I can get some people interested. You going to try to rope some youngins into playing old stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, not old crotchety people like me play old games. <laughs> well, my brother is, uh, he's in high school still. And uh, so I figured he could just post something up there and it wouldn't be extra creepy because I wouldn't have to go in and do it. As long as you're not asking for, like, teenage girls to come, I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Bill? What's new in uh, in Connecticut? Uh, not really. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Not really a whole lot. But uh, we've been really busy, my wife and I, with uh, moving and uh, uh, my brother's wedding coming up. But uh, as far as the gaming world, um, my local uh, retro shop has... Uh, got a few really nice really interesting items in uh, i don't want to say anything until i have the deal closed because uh, <laughs> oh man and yeah it's it's i always hate when people do that they're like oh this thing is awesome i can't talk about it but i just don't want to say anything <laughs> until it's until it's a done deal um but uh very very excited for the possibility of what i might be talking about the next time that we speak so uh yeah other than that just uh 
yeah, just kind of trying to get my systems actually all hooked up. Um, I, uh, I have this piece of furniture um, that I got from Ikea that's it's kind of like a bookshelf, but like all the little cubbies have like different sizes, which works out really good because in one of the big holes I can put, you know, the big super, you know, Genesis Sega CD 32X Battleship. One of the really small ones I can put a GameCube or a PS1, uh, you know, the redesign. So, yeah, just trying to uh, like as I move stuff into the new place, trying to like, you know, make it functional when I get there. Gotcha. Now, uh, is Ikea Swedish for crap? Uh, it depends on what you buy. <laughs> yeah. No, it, no, it's 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 absolutely because you can. There are certain areas of IKEA that you can walk up to something, kind of flick it, and just say like, "Are you kidding me? Like, really? Like, it's." But uh, but yeah, no. The uh, I mean, the Billy bookcase is uh, probably their most popular item ever, and I, I know a lot of people uh, use it for their gaming collections, um, uh, and, and as well as myself. Uh, so um, yeah, I mean, it depends on what you get there, because um, they definitely do have some cheapy fiberboard construction stuff there but they also have uh you know if you're willing to spend a couple extra bucks they do have some nice solid stuff yeah see i i don't i just hear everybody talk about it i don't we don't have an ikea close to me so i just hear the jokes about ikea so yeah <laughs> we are just, yeah, just seeing if yeah. that's true my uh brother-in-law loves their lunch there because you can get like 20 meatballs for like two bucks <laughs> so every time we go to edmonton we always go to ikea and spend the day there so shop for furniture and eat tons of meatballs cheap oh yeah the, yeah, so it's like balls. a little. It's like it's like a little cafeteria. So you know, and the, and the, it's so strategically placed in the middle of your experience. So <laughs> of course. So you uh you walk in the front door and then an elevator takes you up and there's like a whole kind of a maze that it forces you through. Yeah, it leads you around. <laughs> ex- exactly, but it's set up like it's not set up like a it's set up like rooms. So you're walking through like a bedroom, then a living room, then the kitchens, and the like. Uh, and then when you're done with all the rooms, the food is right there. And then you go downstairs where you actually like you know pick up the stuff and buy it. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, there's definitely some. The cool thing is you see everything assembled in front of you, so you can kind of like put your hands on it before you uh, commit to it. But uh, yeah, definitely make sure you're buying one of the nicer you know pieces before you uh, go home with it. Right, it's kind of like uh, at the zoo where you, to exit the zoo, you have to go through the gift shop. Is that same same oh, kind yeah. of logic? Oh yeah. Well, I, I used I used to work at the Disney World, and that was how we ran things down there. Is uh, people would always ask, "Oh, where's this ride get out?" It's like, "Come on, the gift shop." What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> where you can also see the picture of you looking like an idiot on the ride that will yep. only charge you twenty dollars for. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> people used to take pictures of those with their cell phones all the time. Um, and I didn't care. It was like, yeah, cool, take that. But like, uh, you're, I guess you're not supposed to. But I'm not stopping someone from taking a picture of their cell phone. Come on. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not like some kind of magic Disney like technology that would just like scramble the picture when you <laughs> went to do it or something. Superimposes just, just Mickey a, over everybody. Yeah. That's right. Just put a giant Mickey face, like his tongue sticking out, middle finger up or something. Yeah. You know? It it does. There is someone looking at those pictures before they are displayed to the public. And if anything inappropriate, like a certain finger or a certain body part is showing, they will not. Show show up to the public so but but there's a secret disney stash of like topless girls and things on rides uh absolutely (laughs) yeah i mean it's not like and it's not like on a hard drive that they pass around at parties or anything but like uh, it's i mean those those images exist and uh you know sometimes like a a, like a dad who didn't know what happened on the ride would be like what the hell where's my picture and like the manager will have to pull them over and say like well Look what your son did. He like stood up in the back of the 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 log ride, and, and so then the dad is to like you know beat his kid up. Be like, what the hell were you doing back there? <laughs> You've worked in some interesting places, Bill. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've, I've been I've been uh, been around. It's been some cool uh, cool experiences. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely um, 
Well, like, like I hear Geek Squad talk. I hear what now? Disney. Is there any other colorful past that I should know about? Uh, those are the most interesting. I mean, a couple, you know, a handful of uh, video game retail places. You know, Babbage's. Uh, back when there were Babbage's before GameStop and you know the whole merger and everything. But uh, uh, yeah, GameStop, Funko. Um, you know, Best Buy, Toys R Us a little bit. I kind of bounced around in retail during high school and college, and then kind of settled in uh, some of the the tech position that I'm in now. So you can see that um, to get on the show, there's no formal, lengthy interview process. You, <laughs> <pass>. so, <laughs> you show up, have yeah. be able to push record, <laughs> speak into a mic. Yep, check. I think that's how we all got the job, right? <laughs> yep. so, uh, well, good. A uh, couple things I wanted to talk about before we kind of dig into the main stuff is, number one, the um, the Cheetah Men 2 Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, funded. Hit the target. Right. By yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, and uh, I think somebody on the show was a naysayer on the last episode. Didn't I think don't it was going to get funded. we got to find that guy and make sure that he understands <laughs> that this is a team effort and we can't be disagreeing. Yeah, we actually can. Um, <laughs> but but no, I mean, yeah, it was totally... No, uh, I like I, being right. You can keep yeah. being wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I, I really wasn't convinced, but uh, like you said, I mean, it, it, it got a little more attention. It picked up some steam, even though there was some talk about... Is it a scam? Is it not a scam? But it, you know, it's eight. It's up to eighty grand now, so it's still three days to go as of uh, Monday. Yeah, and I think their stretch goal is like eighty-five k. I wouldn't be surprised if they get pretty close. Yeah, and I think that you said they're taking orders just right through PayPal. So if anyone misses uh, the, uh, you know, now that they have enough money to cover the production of his, you know, however many they want to do, if you miss the Kickstarter, you can just buy one straight from them. Yeah, absolutely, because I know that, you know, you have to go through payments on Amazon to do the Kickstarter, so I know a lot of people just have PayPal or whatnot, so, right. you know, hey, grab you a copy. Um, keep in mind, though, there are, like, certain deals you have to go through, and I don't know if this only applies during the Kickstarter period if you're paying through PayPal, but mm-hmm. if you're going to throw in the extra 99 bucks to get the um, Cheetah in the creation at the same time, just make sure that you read thoroughly and understand how to make sure you get that. Mm. But I'm pretty excited. I'm going to have those two completely horrible games selling <laughs> up my collection soon. Yeah, I ended up buying in, but I only went for the just the Cheetah Men. I wasn't ponying up it's, for the creation in right now. It's not too late. <laughs> it is for my wallet. <laughs> well, it's half price. I mean, that's how you justify it. Right now, if you go in, it's half price. If not, it's 200 bucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I might have to live Sell without more stuff, that one. That's all I can say. Uh, another thing was uh, Mr. Howard Phillips II of uh, Nintendo fame has shown up on Twitter and Facebook, right? Yeah. Yep. Posting some interesting things there. Yeah. If if you guys haven't checked out, he's, um, of course, you know, you can just look him up. But he's on Twitter as Game Master H. And then what Facebook is, what, Game Master Howard? Is that right? right. Yep. And he's been posting, like, a lot of his like scans of memorabilia and stuff from like the NES launch time and right around there and kind of sharing some of the experiences about the time and what went on. And I mean, that's really pretty amazing. I I just think it's great how kind of out of, like out of nowhere, like I don't know what he was doing or, I mean, I can't imagine that there was any kind of, you know, legal, uh, you know, uh, embargo or anything kind of like making it like, making him not able to say any of these things. But about, it was like a month ago, like July, late July, he joined Facebook, started chatting with people, and said, "Hey, does anyone want to see some cool stuff?" Everyone said yes, and then he started throwing, uh, you know, old Howard and Nestor uh, things, uh, uh, the CES brochure from '86, uh, um, all the back when it was, uh, you know, the advanced video system. 
yeah. it had all these other crazy, uh, uh, you know, potential add-ons that I, I'm not totally convinced they actually had any intention of releasing. I think they just wanted to kind of show some of the, the prototypes that they were kind of kicking around. Uh, but yeah, definitely some really, really cool stuff that uh, lots of Nintendo fans are, are kind of digging that he's putting up there. Yeah, and I mean, that's the Kickstarter I want to see, is I want someone <laughs> to make like the AVS. Yeah. You know what I mean? Build that for me. Um, I'm sold. And you could do it. The parts are out. You could just have to buy like some Famicom stuff and just make new cases or shells or whatnot. But forget it. I'd be there day one Kickstarter. I'm, uh, I'm there. Didn't, so, yeah. didn't Bill mention he would happily fund a Kickstarter for the Nintendo sewing machine so he could finally make that Contra sweater? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. I, yeah, I don't know if I... I, I I think most people have seen the Contra sweater. If you haven't, it's just a Google away Contra sweater. Uh, but uh, uh, my uh, my mother-in-law is an expert knitter, sewer, crocheter, uh, all the different, all the stitches. She knows them all. Black belt. And uh, she she debunked that sweater pretty quickly. She said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but it's totally fake. So I wanted her to make me one. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to knit power <laughs> and uh, have the Contra sweater. Yeah, for those of you that haven't seen, check out um, Howard's stuff because yeah there was a nintendo knitting system that went with the nes that he yeah. shows the display brochure for mm-hmm. what yes. <laughs> like, who was sitting and, around going you know <laughs> knitting you know what american kids want they want personalized video game sweaters <laughs> how, how can we get this to work with rob <laughs> <laughs> And if you look at the brochure, it's got like on the now you're knitting with power brochure, it's got the little, you know, the tube TV, the the knitting, you know, apparatus. It's got the NES sitting there and it's got a controller sitting in this kind of controller, Rob style controller tray that, you know, because Rob would press the buttons with whatever gyro he had. Right. And that would just press buttons A and B. And this knitting thing, I I just can't imagine how the controller would the knitting machine would interact with the controller to tell the system anything. But, uh, I mean, it's just a brochure. It doesn't mean they actually had this thing to make, but, uh, uh, I, I, I kind of feel like they just wanted to just put something out that said, Hey, look at all the crazy crap we're thinking about doing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really can't imagine they ever seriously thought about releasing this. Yeah. Can, I mean, I don't know, maybe like on, on part of it, there was like a knit one, pearl two button. So you would just like push the, okay, A, knit one, B, right. pearl two. I... <laughs> but, but it's like with, but it's like with Rob, he played the game. Like you were just kind of watching or the other player. So it's like maybe like when, I don't know, like it's like the knitting machine is telling the system something. It's like, you're not telling the knitting machine anything unless you had like another controller and said, no, 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 no red, red, red. Stop with the blue already. Red, red, Ugh. knitting machine. Uh, yeah, I well, I mean, because later on they actually did that um, Game Boy sewing machine thing, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, so, and I don't know. I, they, he said in his post like he had to demo this thing. Like they gave him like you know ten minutes. Like, oh, okay, hey, go take and demo this you know knitting machine to the <laughs> to the head of this company or whatnot. Um, so I would imagine at least one prototype somewhere had to exist. If Nintendo's yeah. got it, they should really put it on display. That would be amazing. You know, what's also really cool is the uh, the how different that con- first controller was. Oh yeah, yeah, it, on the AVS. I, setup. And I don't know if it is wireless or if they were just showing the controller without a wire attached. But the D pad is like a square, almost like a Master System D pad. Yeah. Well, no. If you read in his posts, that thing really worked. Um, really, it was. Yeah, they used it to demo because basically it's, it's just 
you know, the guts inside was just a Famicom. In fact, it took Famicom carts. But um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm re- I am reading it now. He's saying that due to the, that they did work, but they had inconsistent performance. Yeah, because they were infrared, so you had to like point them right at yeah. the machine, or, or they wouldn't work. You know that that and there's and there'd be lag and. Yep. Yeah, I, cool idea, I suppose, but I'm really glad, obviously, that they decided to go away from that. Right. And the zapper looks pretty cool too, right? Like this little fold-out kind of like future. I mean, it looks cooler than the zapper. Yeah. And then you know the keyboard and the cassette deck to go along with that. So, all right, somebody out there that's adventurous, kickstart that one. I I know you'd probably get sued out of existence in about five seconds flat by Nintendo, but (laughs) to probably get a day one cease and desist or something. Um, So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, And I want to ask a little bit more because I know we kind of started talking about it last time, but I wanted to get an update on the bike situation, Krabby. Um, well, I've been doing a lot of research lately, trying to find as much as I can on them. Um, I even spent about an hour on the phone with a guy from Life Fitness. Um, they were the people who, who made the bike part in the kiosk. Um, so I've still got lots of information. I'm waiting on a few phone calls. I'm waiting on a few emails. I'm waiting on a few private messages. Um, so hopefully for next time, I'll have a, a lot of, like, I, I've got a lot more info than I had last update, but, uh. I'm hoping to get some more before I speak too much on it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was the same company that, I mean, they're still really big in exercise bikes. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty important company in the exercise world. I think they were the first ones that had a computerized display on an exercise bike, and they're still huge. Like my the gym that I go to, everything in it, all the treadmills, ellipticals, bikes, they're all Life Fitness brand. Hmm. So any update i mean did you are the, did you get them both running fine i mean what's going on um one of them is running perfectly fine the other one has some issues recognizing that uh, someone's pedaling but mm-hmm. while i was on the phone with the light and fitness guy um he found an old uh, engineering schematic kicking around so he was help help me uh, troubleshoot it so i'm pretty sure i know exactly <laughs> what's wrong with it now like in a three-ring binder, like under the desk somewhere, like so. holding be, a be, leg up? Yeah, I think so, because as soon as I'm talking to him, you know, I hear him typing, tick, 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 answering my yep. questions, and then as soon as I tell him the model number, he's like, oh, and then I hear the, <laughs> hear the drawers start opening, he's digging through the papers looking for stuff. He's probably like, hold on a second, and he like goes out to one of those, like the warehouse at the end of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, with just all the boxes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, well at, le- at least they have top men working on this problem. Top men. Top men. Man. <laughs> so I'm just curious. I mean, like, what was just the reaction from the guy when you call him up and ask about this thing? Um, yeah, he had no idea what I was talking about, so he punched it in. And as soon as the, the model came up, he's like, those things are like 17 years old. He's like, where the heck did you buy one? They <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably like, have to go for, like, the old man of the company that, oh! here way back when we released those I was asking him, I was asking him about that and he's like I don't even know anyone that's been here that long <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try and call back and see if I can find someone else who might know a person alright now here is your task um, find if there's like an original engineer or somebody that worked on the project mm-hmm. and ask them if they want to come on the show and talk about <laughs> the the bike and, and the process do, of that do my best yeah because I, I, I I'm still waiting on a few responses, um, so I'm hoping uh, I can get someone that knows a bit. As soon as I find someone, I will definitely ask them if they're interested. Yeah, that would be, we could totally geek out uh, on a show. <laughs> I have no doubt. 
Um, any other updates that you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, nothing that really comes to mind. I mean, like I said, I got uh, a couple of really, really cool things that uh, I've, I have put my hands on, um, which is uh, very exciting. But uh, I don't own them yet. They are, uh, they are being held while negotiations are taking place. But uh, I, I will have an update as soon as possible. Cool. Um, I want to just do a quick throw in and, and maybe there, they'll be even be listening to this, but, um, my buddy, John White, um, is the guy that, that we've talked about before. He, he developed Assimilate. He was funny. He was, um, at, down in Missouri and he was, I think down there for a wedding or something and hanging out with a couple other guys that were Nintendo age guys. And they were driving around and just doing like a game hunting day, you know, just out in the car looking for stuff, shopping around. And they were actually listening to this podcast when they were in the car. Um, and he didn't know until they started talking about it. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Uh, and they said they really liked the show. So Very cool. cool. I'm glad Very to cool. hear that. So if you guys are out there and listen to this episode again, I, man, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and um, spread the word. Well, let's uh, hop into our next part of the show where we like to talk about some of the finds that people uh, get and post over on rfgeneration.com. So if you ever want to hear your name on the show, which I guess a lot of people are kind of happy, <laughs> they're like, oh, I got to mention. It's like the highlight, yeah. I, I know. I would, the, the first episode, I was like, come on, I got to be in there, don't I? I got to be in there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and let me just uh, interject real quick. We love pictures. Yes. Um, it's, it's great if you can just throw like the name of the game in there, like that's, that's cool. But, uh, but pictures are fantastic. And, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of people just browse through the thread just and they stop when they see a picture. So, um, it's, uh, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's, uh, uh, the RF generation, the main site that we get these, uh, uh, the small scores thread where we get the, uh, info for here. Um, it supports, uh, IMG, uh, code for images. So just whatever you use in photo bucket image or whatever, just copy that IMG uh, code in there and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's like eye candy or something, right? It's just, you mm. just it's like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's great when you see, uh, well, there's a few uh, good groups in here, but uh, one of the uh, the lots in here with some Super Nintendo, some Nintendo, some uh, N64, some Genesis, some Sega CD stuff, all complete. When you see it all together like that, it's like, oh, and there's that, oh, and that. And he's got, the, oh, he's got everything. So it's, <laughs> I, and everybody I, seems to like comment on something. Like when somebody puts their picture in, they'll be like one person like, oh, that's really cool. And then I'll see something else. I'm like, no, that's the great part in that lot. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, and that's that's one of the, the things I really love about RF compared with, uh, you know, so many other forums is it's just, I mean, it really, I really get the vibe on the site of just like a bunch of cool dudes hanging out, talking games. And like almost not like not as much of a competition as some on as you know some places like oh that sucks what I got is better you know right yeah so noob I, enjoy it. <laughs> I don't I don't care if you want to put your hey I just got an NES with Mario Duck Hunt and Gyromite man go for it you know it's still cool I I love that stuff absolutely it doesn't it doesn't have to be stadium events <clears throat> every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, where do you guys want to start out? What do we? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Well, uh, you mentioned that big lot. I think we should start there. Okay, go for it. And so, uh, yeah, the, the lot I was referring to or preluding to um, in Rainbows, which uh, I personally think is going to be tough to beat this month for uh, for scores of the month, but uh, uh, a really, really, really great lot of, uh, of complete games, um, including a handful that you know, like like Duke said, it doesn't have to be stadium events every time. It's a, just a lot of great games, and not necessarily ones that go for like a hundred to two hundred dollars, like uh, Tetris Attack. For some weird reason, I've always loved that game. So it's uh, it's one of the, oddly enough, it's one of the first things that kind of caught my attention uh, on the thread. But you've got uh, 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 Pilot Wings, uh, all the for uh, uh, Super Nintendo, all the Star Wars, Super Star Wars, Empire Jedi, Super Street Fighter Two. Uh, Star Fox, Super Metroid, uh, which is fantastic, uh, Mega Man, Zelda, F-Zero, Friend 64, there's GoldenEye, Star Fox, uh, I mean, it just, it just keeps going. For the NES, there's Darkman, which is, uh, not, uh, a terribly common one to come across. Metal Mech, which I've never seen before in my one long year of collecting. <laughs> uh, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines on the Genesis, um, and two really interesting, interesting books, uh, the Digital Press Collector's Guides, which are out of print. Um, so he grabbed these, uh, I remember, I think he said he got them off eBay, um, for around like $60, $70, something like that, which is a little bit more than he wanted to pay, but, uh, they're really cool books, and to find them in nice shape, uh, is nice, because, uh, the store is not far from me, it's like an hour away, so I've been there a couple times, and they have a couple copies of the book hanging around the store, but, like most, like, store demo books, they're, they're just chewed up, uh, like they really are not in good shape, but, uh, possibly, uh, uh they're just really cool, um, and also, uh, uh, well, is it the most expensive game on the Sega CD? I KO? think it might be. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually probably sure right. It brings top dollar. Yeah, it's it's up in like the low threes, uh, somewhere in there. Um, didn't didn't mention where he got all this stuff specifically. He did say there was some <laughs> Nintendo Age, some uh, some eBay stuff mixed in there. So, uh, yeah, not sure what what kind of deal it is. He's but probably that guy are... mugging people in the alley off Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, meet me right in between uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, first yeah, and the main. Dark alley, just yeah. right over. Yeah, there's no lights. Just keep going. Just keep walking. <laughs> I'm at the end. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Ko Flying Squadron for Sega CD, which is um, a really cool game, in addition to being an expensive one. So it's always now, nice I, when they go together. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I remember seeing one a little while back when I thought, oh, like 120 dollars. That seems like a lot for that game. Um, yeah. I guess I should have reconsidered. Well, like, like we were talking not long ago about uh, uh, off the air, uh, some, when you guys mentioned uh, Bubble Bobble 2 for a couple hundred bucks, and I said, oh, no, I saw that at a local shop for 120 a month or two ago. And both of you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go I, buy that right now? I, I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, that's de-. it was like six or eight months ago. And uh, I was like, oh, that's decent price. I'm not really into carts or whatever. And now if they tell me it's selling for like three bills, I'm like, crap. I should have yeah. bought well, I don't that. think it's for three but, yet, but... Around the two hundred, oh, yeah, two two fifty. Yep, around in there. Well, I mean, that's just like I keep saying. You know, a couple of years ago, I was in a shop and I turned down a little Samsung for a hundred bucks. I was like, oh, hundred bucks? I, mean, I can find that for probably seventy-five. <laughs> and you passed uh-huh. on that magical chase too. You should have snapped that one up. Yeah, that's true. Wasn't cheap. That wasn't cheap though. But I'm sure I, it probably was a bit less than what it's going for now. But that was brand new. Um, but that was yeah, that was pretty cool. But that's another story. Yeah, he really cleaned up. I mean, that's... oh yeah, and that that was only yeah, the one... one post that he made. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Not to be confused. That wasn't everything he got in the month. That was like Tuesday. <laughs> so <laughs> that was just so a Monday for me. <laughs> then, then, like, uh, 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 he gra- grabbed a whole bunch more uh, boxed NES games. Uh, uh, again, like nothing, you know, in the two three hundred dollar range, but just good games. Uh, Mario, the Metroid, uh, Silver Label, Turtles Three, Adventure Island, Super Pitfall. Um, just good games. Oh, super pitch. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that a good game. <laughs> oh, I'd great. Call that a game. It's fantastic. How many games out there kill you within three seconds? <laughs> Hide life for just no say, reason. Just, just, <laughs> to let, just to let you know, hey, this is what kind of experience this is going to be. <laughs> they don't try it's to sugarcoat over it. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, don't, yeah, and don't you have to fool that game in order to beat it? Well, the thing with that game is it's one of those early games where you have to find items that are invisible and you just have to magically jump at the right spot to find. <laughs> oh, so DuckTales kind of had that, but those items weren't necessary to finish the game. Yeah, nope, that's Super Pitfall. Oh. It's, um, just jump everywhere on every pixel <laughs> and you may find what you need. Oh, and there's one part where there's a bird that has something that you need that you have to touch to get. And for some reason, every other bird in the game kills you. <laughs> Not that bird. Nice. So why would you ever know to jump into that bird? I don't know. <laughs> so so you're saying they should have called it Super Trial and Error? <laughs> I, I don't know what that thing is. I think it actually was a part of some... Uh, I, I'd have to do my research, but if I remember right off the top of my head, it was a part of some other series in Japan. It wasn't a Pitfall thing. And I, don't, I think they just rebranded it because people understood the word Pitfall over here. And Yeah, I think that's so interesting when that happens, when a game is just being made and they're like, uh, let's make it this. Yonoid. Yep. <laughs> I love that yeah. game. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take this very Japanese game and slap the Domino's Pizza guy on <laughs> Yeah, totally random. Um, you guys have kind of skipped over his pretty gigantic fun. Oh, I thought we were. Well, I, I thought we were saving the best yeah. for last, not skipping uh, over. Yeah. yeah really? I, I figured. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyone who's been on the site knows uh, knows what's going to win. The, uh, the prize this week. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's month, my rather. stuff. My scores yeah. are going to win. <laughs> yeah. No, you, it's, uh, I'm telling you, the, uh, your, your Wipeout 64 probably takes the month. <laughs> that thing is complete in box, man. Yeah. Almost sealed. It's got the plastic on it, but you can still get the game out. <laughs> step, step off. <laughs> All right, fine. I, I did notice that Aeroc got um, a pretty interesting lot. I mean, stuff I'm not too familiar with, but. Um, he got some cool stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know old computers very well either, but I probably would have picked it up at that price too. That yeah, I mean, de- delivered. Yeah, delivered a big house. Amiga yeah. set. Yeah, hundred like he negotiates. <laughs> oh yeah, all like the a Amigas. Yeah. Oh, I, I would like to buy all the Amigas from you. Like, okay, oh, hundred <laughs> bucks. Yeah, okay. Do me a favor, drop that off in my house. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, well, we'll bring the moving truck. Yep. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, there's and so many took- boxes there. Yeah, yeah, it's like he, these old floppies, just boxes unstacked on top of boxes. Yeah, so so it's what is it like? It's a it's a handful of Amiga one thousands, Amiga two thousands, the disk drives, thousands of games, um, and uh, uh, I I think that uh, everyone has the same suspicion that Krabby does is that he's stocking <laughs> up for next year's submission contest. Yeah, mm. uh, unfortunately, he just got a lot of good ammo because I bet you our our, <laughs> our Amiga section needs a lot of updating. So. <laughs> It's yeah, gonna be harsh. Sure. I mean, big in Europe, but not you know so huge here for sure. Um, and, but you know, I say honestly, I bet a lot of those are copied floppies, so those don't count. <laughs> um, for those of you that may not be as familiar with the site, we have this um, annual contest. I mean, RF Generation is just a, a user-supported community. We 
I mean, there's no ads. There's uh, all the content that's there is just put in through blood, sweat, and tears of, of the users. But once a year, we have this big contest to see who can submit the most information into the database to help make it more complete. And um, and it's mostly just usually for you know pats on the back. There is a small reward, but it's just for fun. And uh, um, last year they had a decent prize. They had a uh, sixty bucks and any kind of gaming swag you wanted, and then they gave a free uh, T-shirt to the winner too. Yeah, and tell me, uh, boy, you got kind of close, right, Crab? Yeah, I worked as hard as I could, um, but I, I got my score halved because I was a staff member, so I couldn't quite uh, put in twice as much as Eric this time. Um, so he he was kind enough, though. He's, he'd already won the last two years, so he had the T-shirt sent my way instead, and uh, so I've got that at home now, my nice RF Gen shirt. So how did you how did you fix it so he can't beat you again? Uh, he got promoted, so he's a staff <laughs> member too. So now we're on even even ground. So even though he's probably got more stuff than me to submit, I'm just hoping I have more time than him. There you go. So so I, we'll probably spend some time talking about the whole submission process uh, uh, on a you know another time or later show. But just uh, bes- are, would you say that most of your submissions are images or game or modifications? Like, what's the bulk of what you submit? Um, this last time, it was definitely uh, in-game images. Um, but prior okay. to that, it was mostly scans and edits. Okay. So, so you'll load up a game in an emulator, snap an appropriate screenshot, and no, submit no, that? No, 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 no. You just said the no wrong way. word. <laughs> Well, that's what I wanted to clarify because yeah. uh, there was some confusion about that. Uh, everything that I've uploaded has been captured off the actual hardware. Very nice. Well, we don't we don't do emulator. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's one thing. If you guys are new and you do decide to stop into RF Gen, just don't ask the question that makes everyone cringe. Is like, is it cool if I document all the ROMs I have somewhere? <laughs> That, uh, all, all of my ROMs are stored on EEPROM chips inside plastic carts. <laughs> yeah. I, I purchased them inside magical cartridges <laughs> that fit in a machine. Um, all right, so how I, I heard Aork from uh, from Krabby. How how would you go about pronouncing that name, though, Bill? Well, a it does a Aork a rock. Airgeitz? Is there... I mean, I, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I hope he's not going to get too mad at me, but we were trying to... I was, you know, we're looking at it, trying to figure out a Aork? A-Rock? Realtor? Realtor? Air, Airgeitz? Um, and I, I also, to be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly active in the, uh, uh, in the forums, like whether it's, you know, small scores or even if I don't post every day, I'm reading stuff every day. Um, and, uh, I, you know, once... Uh, uh, Airgeitz won the uh, submission <laughs> contest uh, like the last last year. I was like, oh, I feel bad. I don't. I I'm not familiar with this uh, user. And I looked up his profile. It doesn't really post uh, all that often. But man, is he a submission machine? Oh yeah, that's all he does. <laughs> he just hides in the bushes until a submission contest, and then he just pounces all over everyone. Yeah, and then he's like thousand, 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 thousand posts. I think, like, oh. I think he probably spends his whole time, like the rest of the year, like just building some script to like just do massive submissions, and he just he has it all through the year, so he just has this button, just this big yep. red launch button, where he just hits it. <laughs> Let it begin. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, definitely. Uh, I I only just recently um, kind of uh, got into uh, submitting uh, images and mo- mostly scans because my my box NES collection is, you know, coming along nicely. So I decided to, if uh, if you decide to, which we'll talk about later, but if you decide to catalog your uh, gaming inventory on RF Gen um, because it has the best set of uh, cataloging tools uh, that you can find, 
Um, one of the things you can do is click on Tools, and then you can click on Find Missing Images, and it'll actually show you a list of all the games you have versus all of the uh, scans and screenshots uh, that the site is missing. So I decided to you know, make that list, export it to an Excel file, and then just kind of go right down the list uh, scanning my uh, games in for the database. Good man, good man. Yeah, I yeah, mine is usually like, uh, man, I think, I mean, I add games in pretty fairly regularly, um, scans a bit, and then um, like do a lot of variation tie-ins. So saying that, you know, this game is the same as this other foreign version and whatnot, so it's easy to kind of keep track of that stuff. Uh, mostly NES stuff, I don't you know, a lot of the others I don't as much, but um, definitely cool stuff. Uh, you know, I'm going to take a stab, though. I'm going to guess that the name is actually Eric. Um, maybe his name is Eric. Yeah, that that's that that's the first time. When you just said it, <laughs> it kind of clicks. It's kind of like when someone on the forum the other day, we have a member, it's a kid-the-letter-A. Uh-huh. So it's kid-A, and I never looked at his... Uh, uh, his uh, avatar, like his profile picture, and it's a it's a cat, and then I realized, oh, kid A. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because I wasn't paying attention. Thanks for so. putting that together for me just now. Uh, <laughs> oh really? Yep. Crap. Crap. Is it? So it's, it's kind of like blickleblisked. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite. Hey, hey, every, everyone. No, I think uh, like my wife walks in the room and she saw, she's like, oh, black label skate. Yeah, that's yeah. cool guy. <laughs> yeah. No, Krabby's Blickleblisk. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Blickleblisk. It's a uh, great, great post. All right, so I guess we should uh, finish off uh, uh, in Rainbows uh, with this huge, huge, awesome local find, uh, the Sega display case yeah, for 100 bucks. that thing is beautiful. I would have paid several times that. Witchy, yep. Witchy is in the process of moving to my house, right, uh, right in Rainbows? <laughs> that did. Yeah, I mean, it's like the whole big, like, big store with the black, with the Sega, and like the lights built in, right? Yep. Yeah, like the interior, like the, like the little fluorescent display bulbs yeah. or whatever with like the sliding glass. He said the lady that he bought it off of uh, just wanted the money to go towards a new jewelry case because uh, apparently she didn't want it as a game-themed jewelry case. <laughs> <laughs> a rough life that he had to take it yeah. off her hands, right? I, I, he probably could have got a better deal if he just found her a, a nice cheap jewelry case and just swapped her. Yeah. <laughs> I would think yeah, go, would go, go, go to Home Goods, pick up something for thirty bucks, trade. Yeah, this <laughs> huh? great. Or just go to no, an estate I, sale. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think he should have just convinced her to start etching Sonic into all her jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but de- definitely. I mean, it's we talked about it off air, but this is the kind of thing that I mean, if if it even did hit the market. Uh, if it's if it's not anywhere close to you, you're gonna double or triple your your purchase costs on freight, and that means someone knows what they have, so it's probably gonna be two three hundred dollars to start with. So, I mean, the the only way you're gonna find something like this at that price is exactly how we found it locally, yeah. and just uh, you know, see something see something pounce on it, and a fantastic, really cool, unique piece to add to the uh, to the library. Definitely. Yeah, I'm waiting for my massive world of Nintendo stumble at some point in time, but I'll well, probably keep waiting. One day, yeah. I think half of us are waiting for that cabinet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be right there with the buried in the pile with some stadium events, Cheetahman 2. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll find the warehouse of world of Nintendo cabinets one day, and everyone will have one. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think, um, wow, is there anything else that we missed that he... That he got, I mean, that's a lot. He really cleaned up this month. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there might have been. It's uh, we we went through, uh, you know, picked out some of the the cooler things, but uh, 
But yeah, he uh, he's definitely uh, going for gold right now. Yeah, yeah. congrats. Congrats. And um, our old buddy, the Power Glove Master, Red McKnight, he he grabbed some stuff this month, right? Yeah, new system. Well, yeah. I'm a little jealous of. Really? Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've only I've only ever seen it in a kiosk. Uh, I think Digital Press uh, uh, is where I was, and they have a Jaguar kiosk with the Jaguar CD right up on top. Yeah, he got the, he got the Jaguar and the CD all together, right? Yep. Um, I saw once, uh, but I think it was in a men's room. I I think I sat on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Now that you mention it, it is kind of shaped kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were just trying to, it's like some kind of innuendo to the customer, like, hey, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> even, we even think, made it look yeah. like a toilet. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a 32X guy, as most people who've listened to the show or talked to me know, and uh, you think 32X had a small library. Jaguar CD had like, what, like six or seven games come out for it, something like that, plus oh, some demos. Yeah. yeah, so if you want an easy thing to complete, yeah, I'm not gonna and, say and, it's cheap. And, but. Yeah, and, um, the thing is, the system costs money, but most of the games, I, w- I did a little bit of research, and like, was it like like Miss Blue Lightning, a handful of others? They're like you know five ten dollars. It, it's really not that bad. It's because hardly anyone has a working Jaguar CD. <laughs> yeah, didn't you say like even the even like the ones that are like in good working order don't work? Yeah, they have a they have a, a horrendous failure rate yeah. on those mm. things. It's very difficult to actually find them working and keep them working. Um, I think if you guys go out there, um, whatever you think about him, but if you, the guy that does the angry video game nerd stuff did a Jaguar, you know, kind of overview, and he talked about Jaguar CD, but he couldn't really show the Jaguar CD, because <laughs> he bought two of them on eBay, 250 bucks a piece, couldn't get either one to work. <laughs> he sent it to, like, his hardware guy that, like, built him that, that custom toaster Nintendo guy, like, totally cleaned, rebuilt. I mean, even like hardwired everything together, still could not get the thing to work. Uh, so he just gave up. <laughs> he was like, I just can't review this thing. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised. If he's got one that's working, I don't know, better do whatever your mystical rain dance or whatever to make sure it stays. <laughs> and, I, he just, and I think Red said that it's working, right? He booted it up. Yeah, he said it was working good. Yeah, because I think Shadow made a comment about the failure rate, and he said it's working great. Nice. I bet you he just... Uh, Where's his lucky power glove when he plays it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even on a regular Jaguar, there's not a truckload of um, fantastic titles, but there's a few good ones. I mean, I really love Tempest 2000. Tempest 2000 is oh, a really great man. game. What a, what, it's such an overlooked game, uh, uh, partially because it was on the Jaguar. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, I mean, that, like, partially? <laughs> yeah. Completely yeah. because it was on the Jaguar. No, come on. It's a, I think people know about Tempest, but I don't think people know how good Tempest 2000 on the Jaguar is. No, no. By, oh, by so and far, good. that is the best. I mean, you can get it on PlayStation. They called it Tempest X, and you can get it on Saturn um, as Tempest 2000. But it's not the same version um, as the Jaguar. Actually, if you want something that's really close to the Jaguar version, um, they made a DOS version for PC. And you can pick that up. I uh, just need, I guess, you know, make DOS box or something to run it in. But um, it's pretty good. Although, whoa, 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 whoa! An emulator? Are you kidding no, me? No, 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 no. I have the actual <laughs> CD. Oh, okay, um, so you own it. I own okay. the copy. And now the the crappy Microsoft environment to run it. Now, hey, look, I, what right, do you want with, me to withdrawn. do? Withdrawn. <laughs> I've 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 probably bought sixteen hundred copies of Microsoft DOS <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, remember, remember when it came on floppies? That was the best. I think I, my first version of DOS was like three point something uh, on a two eighty six. But yeah, 
I had Windows 95, uh, not to tell you how old I am, but I had Windows 95 on like 48 floppies or whatever it came on. (laughs) (laughs) Insert disk 23 now. Yeah. (laughs) Then you get to like disk 41 and it's like, oh, corrupt, can't finish. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. At least there wasn't like, uh, you know, DRM or whatever too much. But the DRM was, can you actually get the disk and get them to work? Yeah. I'm glad I was barely alive when you guys were going through all this crap. Oh, shut (laughs) up. Bill is about your age, I think. Yeah, a few, a couple of years older. Yeah, so, uh, all right. We we were always a, behind oh. with computers anyway. We we got our when everyone else was getting their Pentium twos, we got our first four eighty six. I think that's it. I mean, you're just in Canada where you know, it's the technology sl- trickles sled in dogs. ten years later. Yeah. That's it. They got to get the sled dog team out. Like, okay, mush. Here's yeah. we got to take it in one Pentium at a time. <laughs> Well, yeah, isn't it? You said before that it's still uh, it's still mostly newspaper up there, right? Yeah, print surprisingly still has a decent presence up here. I'm surprised you guys have broadband, honestly. <laughs> like they just have like carrier pigeons. You, you should you should look email. at a coverage map of cell phone providers. It is a joke. When the further north you go, <laughs> is it like you can get it at Joe's house. And then, like the corner of Tim's, yes, so almost. if you to make a call, yeah, but but not Gary's. <laughs> yeah, like I used to work at Rogers, and so we had a coverage map of Canada. And you like back east, it's it's fairly red. They put the red blotches on there. That's where Rogers covers. And then oh. you come west, and there's fewer and fewer big blotches. There's kind of a big one down in Vancouver, Victoria area. And then as you come up here, it's like a little speck on each town that has over <laughs> like thirty thousand people, which isn't isn't a lot the further north you go. And so there's just nothing. Well, it's probably tough because, I mean, you really can't build those on top of glaciers yeah. or anything, right? Well, it, so. yeah. <laughs> Literally in my house, I can I can send a text message from my living room, but not my kitchen, which is about 12 feet over, <laughs> because it will fail. It's out of the service area. Man, you were on the border. That's great. If you, like, stick your tongue out and, like, hold your arm out the right way, does it? I always forget. <laughs> and then I got to walk over to the front door and send my text and then walk back over to the couch. <laughs> Modern conveniences. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, at least you don't have to, you know, get the old phone out and like crank the dial before you start to call. <laughs> Can I get Klondike three five two? <laughs> hey Marie, <laughs> how you doing? Oh man. All right. So, okay. I, I, so I know we've talked about uh, uh, in rainbows is. Uh, amazing killer most likely on the expensive side finds but is there a better ten dollar find this month than a hub's uh, famicom game boy micro no nope yeah i don't think that's so that's the correct that's the correct answer correct answer is no there's <laughs> not a better ten dollar find than oh man what would you pay for this i would pay 50 bucks for that easy yeah sounds about um, right yep I and those I like I love that because uh, you know in the Famicom color with the little gold faceplate I mean it looks just like a controller. Yeah. And Do you think there was a limited edition controller two version? I would <laughs> doubt that because I mean you'd have to have like a microphone on it, right? So you can sing yeah. drunk songs into bad <laughs> games. <right? laughs> um, but I was really surprised. I'm like, I don't even really understand why they brought that out here because you know when they did the GBASP, they had like the NES version of that thing. Sexy and then, piece, yeah. Yeah, and over in Japan they did a Famicom one, which I think looks much better. And then for some reason we got the Famicom GBA. I mean, I think on yeah. most people they probably it was probably lost on them, like, oh, it's gold. Mm, pretty. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it it might have been one of those super rare instances where a whole bunch of people, you know, said something, and Nintendo was like, "Well, we got a few extra boxes of them. Like, yeah, let's send them over." Yeah, I, that I think that's happens. probably it. They were probably just like, um, "America has a shortage. We need a few more cases sent over." Like, "Oh, we don't have any more. Uh, ship these." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the micro really didn't do very well um, re- at retail, but um, no, yeah, I mean, most them. people, yeah, most them. people I know bought them on clearance. Yeah, I regret I not out. buying them because I remember the store I worked at clearing them out for like 15 bucks a piece, and I, I didn't grab any, let alone I could have grabbed like a dozen. Yeah, yeah, and you should have. So if any poor soul out there uh, wants to donate to the Duke Togo um, Memorial Home for Wayward <laughs> Micro GBAs, um, you can just uh, – I'm on Twitter at, at CollectorCast. <laughs> and also, how many people score things on Facebook? Yeah, do you guys find anything on Craig's? I mean, on uh, Facebook? Uh, there was a couple times that I put something up, you know, every once in a while. Cause I, I don't do the Craigslist thing where I'm like, hey, I buy games, you know, give me a call, let me know what you got. You it's should. just, I, I know, I mean, I've done it before and, uh, you know, it hasn't really yielded anything too special, but I, I think I will once I get back into the, uh, you know, into into my collecting groove uh, after the move and everything. But what I have tried before is you know, I said, okay, well, let me just go, you know, friends and family. I have a, a lot of people. Uh, on my uh, on my Facebook, so I just threw some on there, like, hey, you know, just in case you don't know, I collect old stuff, and let me know what you got. And I have found a few cool things that way, um, but more often than not, I'll find a person who says, oh, my my buddy or my friend or I've I know a guy who knows a guy who has some stuff. So I won't always get something directly off Facebook, but indirectly, I'll de- I definitely get leads off of it. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, what about you, Craig? Do you guys do you try to use that at all, or um, just anti Facebook? I, I don't know, like Facebook, but my wife, um, she loves it. And there's some like moms and tots groups she belongs to, so they they trade uh, kids' toys and stuff like that around. And she's mm-hmm. asked a few times if anyone has any old video game stuff, and once in a while, like a Super Nintendo will pop up on there. But I've never actually gone to get anything off there because it's usually just the basic sets, nothing interesting. I've gotten a couple of free DS lights that way. Nice. Free. Um, Those aren't yeah, that old. Yeah, same yet. thing. You think people would want no. at least ten bucks for them? Um, it was a you know my wife same sort of thing. She's like on a parenting moms group, yeah. and um, you know we were looking for some for the kids, and she just said, "Hey, you know, is anybody getting rid of any?" And there was a lady who said, "Yeah, sure. So I've got a couple. You can just have them." Nice. Um, yeah. So it was really cool. So the girls get to play with that, and saves me some money. <laughs> uh, okay. So you know, I think. That would be kind of one of my things, I think, is a pretty cool score. But uh, we also had some nice stuff from Retro Rage this month, right? Yeah. That's, uh, uh, again, on the theme of, you know, not probably breaking the bank or anything, but just a lot of really, really good carts. Nothing nothing super pitfall good. Um, but uh, still <laughs> Nothing still, is super still pitfall good, good thankfully. Um, and uh, he caught your attention with his uh, yellow label Metroid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, that one's sticking around. I I think if I remember correctly, he does a, a pickup, um, for a local uh like charity shop. Yeah, Valley Village, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So he does a lot of the pickup of the donations that people you know either can't bring themselves or they just call and they have a service that picks up. So uh, uh you know, it just you know Zelda, Mega Man two, um, just like a, a bunch of cool carts. Um, he is on the uh the thirty two X team. I'm happy to say with his <laughs> uh a corpse killer that he grabbed. <laughs> And uh, I actually sent him a, a message on some potential 32x stuff. So, yeah, always nice to have another uh, obscure 
32x uh, guy out in the field uh, working for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, now I just want to share from my other day 32x experience. I've had a 32x for a long time, and then I had another one that was just want to make sure it worked and everything before I sold it. And um, so I, you know, first off, like, okay, well, I'll I'll just pop the one I've got out, pop the other one in, plug it in, just make sure it works. And does it work? Well, of course it doesn't, right? And, uh, but it, you know, the pass through and everything else is great. It's like, all right, no problem. Um, so then I'm like, okay, well, just to make sure it's not the cartridge, I'll pop mine and swap that back over and just make sure that works. And yeah, it's not working either. <laughs> so these things, if you don't know, are notorious for like, there's these, these stupid little ribbon connectors that connect two boards inside of there. And then like through some magic power that I don't know, Zeus isn't looking the right direction that day. They just won't work. But if you just like unseat them and plug them back in, voila, magically your 32X <laughs> is alive again. Yeah. Turning it off and turning it back on fixes 99% of any tech problem. No, this is unplug. Tear the whole thing apart with its six pounds of shielding and 20 million screws that don't need to be in there because of a poor design. <laughs> and you knew the poor design was so bad because they've like taken pieces of like tape and stuff and like stuck it in places to cover potential spots where the plates could ground <laughs> some wires. <laughs> and and then after you get all that off, then you can take these really annoying little cheapy ribbon cables out of their sockets, put them back into sockets, reassemble it, and magically it works. Do you know how they addressed all of these design issues? By stop making it? <laughs> with the with the unreleased Sega Neptune. <laughs> oh. Uh, the uh, speaking of Kickstarters that we wish would happen. <laughs> that some of us wish would happen. <laughs> I'm really okay. I've, I own probably three or four 32x games, and although I will say I just picked up Mortal Kombat 2 for 32x the other day for like a couple bucks, and I plugged it in. That was kind of my test cartridge. Yep. It's really, I mean, for what it is, pretty good. I'm like, wow, it's like the Super yeah. Nintendo finally made it over to the Sega. Yeah, I, th I think it's the best uh, uh, home version of that game. Oh, I would have to say the Saturn version, I think, is better. But I would have to say the Saturn version would be great without loading times, but uh, the uh, uh, I can't tell the difference in the visuals on the 27-inch tube. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're extremely similar. Yeah, the only thing is, like, it seemed like the sounds were a little wacky on the 32X version, but the graphics, they look good. I mean, it was, I think, pretty much, I would say, on par really well with, like, the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Um, but where were we going with this? <laughs> um, I I'm think sorry we're that I just crapped on the 32X rock. for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's bring it back to Duke's scores. What did he find this month? Oh, what did I find this besides your, besides your epic Wipeout show-stealing score? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay, well, I found Wipeout 64 <laughs> and Mortal Kombat 2 for the 32X. If anyone goes to page 430 in the uh, small scores uh, thread, we want uh, Duke has demonstrated what you never do in a thread, and that's delete the image on Photobucket <laughs> that exists in a post somewhere. <laughs> I picked this one up at a local store. Sorry. You know, but do you know why I deleted that? Because <laughs> it was you for sold it? someone else. <laughs> it was for someone else. So now it's their small score that they can share. Yeah. So now the did you give them the link to the image? <laughs> no. <laughs> take their own pictures. <laughs> yes, I do so, do that. So, so what was in the picture that once was? <sighs> well, let's see. Um... A few things that I got, I think probably in that picture really was um, 
a copy of Power Blade 2 that I picked up um, that went out to uh, Banana, Single Banana on the forums. I, I found that at a, a good price, and uh, the cart was really clean, played great. I know he'd been watching for that one was on his list. So I grabbed that, and I'm going to guess that's probably what was in that picture. But it's his now. He can... You know, take his own pictures if he likes. You got to. it for a good price, okay. didn't the person basically pay you to take it? Like that was cheap, man. Um, yeah, I don't want to be <laughs> insulting to anybody, but I I paid a good price. That's all I'll I'll say. <laughs> and um, I got in though my things the things I think were goodies. I got a full set of the Aladdin deck enhancer stuff for the NES, um, from Ten Star. Nice. They look in great shape too. Yeah, the Aladdin the itself is still sealed, brand new, and then the all the carts I've got the whole set. I mean, he, you know, there wasn't very many made, so I got all the carts, and um, they are also new and really just. I mean, they weren't shrink wrapped or anything, but they're still all new in the box and everything. And um, as most people probably know, I'm a sucker for NES stuff, so. That was really cool for me to find that because he, he decided, like, oh, I'm going to just, like, thin some stuff out or whatever. And he put up this big list, and, like, the instant I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> i got to have that. Okay. I sent my message right away. Um, but I think I've been notorious for taking some other things like that. I, I, I hop on those things pretty quick. Yeah, so. i got to wake up 10 minutes earlier in the morning, I think, some days. Ooh, that's what the time difference will get you, Krabby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there, there, well, there's been a handful. Of, I, I know the the NES collectors on the site, and when I unloaded some carts or you know some some random things that I decided, okay, I don't want to be in the box and manual hunting game. I just want to you know kind of clear out some of the the orphans. So I send uh, you know I throw some on a forum, but I also send messages to the guys who I know be interested in it. So I send a handful of things out. Duke's the first one back, and then the three or four other main Nintendo guys that I you know trade with regularly on the site are like, oh, I want this stuff too. And it's like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so what's the lesson, folks? Just message me only. <laughs> and then everything will be just fine. Uh, so, yeah, I got those. That was really cool. I'm working a deal out with him for a couple other things. I'm going to do a trade. Um, but I'll talk about that when it comes to fruition. He's been, like, off a lot. I think, like, the holiday and stuff. He's been taking some vacation. So. Um, but Tinstar is a great guy to to get things from and i'm sure you guys oh, can yeah. attest to that yep yeah no yeah i mean he's been around the site for a long time uh, good uh, good quality stuff very good prices especially if you buy in bulk um very very fair deal all around so i've had several major buys from him all third that yeah um we love you tin star <laughs> <laughs> and uh, although he gives me crap every opportunity he can um for being a loose cart collector so. yeah he's got to <laughs> oh yeah about but, that. oh but to be to be fair, that's not just you. It's everybody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is a cardboard so, so, snob. Yeah, it's like it's it's and it's it's almost like he has like a, like some sort of alert that goes off in his head when <laughs> someone says, "No, yeah, the card's cool. I just want to play the game." Because without fail, the very next comment, no matter what thread it is, is like, "No." <laughs> I think he's just like at work or something else, and he's like, "My spidey sense is tingling <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Someone's bought a loose cart." Yeah, that like someone uh, in reception is like, uh, call Scott. We have a code four. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I got that. I also got in, and I think uh, I won't step on this, but some other folks might have also got one of these. I got a copy of the last story. Ooh, yeah, I got uh, one too. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't have mine yet. Huge Sakaguchi fans. So I'm very, very much looking forward to oh. spending 
probably like a weekend with this game whenever I can find the time, but they don't have it yet. Yeah. Did you did you buy it already or? I've not. Oh, you do want to make sure though that you get in so you get like the pre. Yeah, the sales first stuff, right? thing is uh, apparently yeah the, the, uh, the extra goodies, the, the art the, book the, and the CD. Yep, soundtrack, the the book. Yeah, I mean, I've got a I've got a couple of buddies who work at a, a couple of retail locations that have some, so I'm gonna see if I can have them, you know, hold it aside until I can, uh, uh, you know, find a they, find a budget. They for can it, just stick a couple behind Duke Nukem Forever, so no one finds them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's like. Gamer kryptonite, right? <laughs> Man, every time that game goes on sale for five dollars, everyone's like, "Oh, come on, it's only five dollars!" And I'm like, "What? It's still. What are you doing? Who? Uh, I bought I it drank, for ten. I drank the Kool Aid. Uh, I bought it for I mean, five. I haven't played it nope. yet, though. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. It's just, I, it's really atrocious. <laughs> I I kind of understand if someone's like a complete 360 collector. Like I, I'm pretty sure Ten Star is going for that. But uh, for for any other reason to have that game on a shelf, I. I, I don't understand. You know, that brings up a good topic. So mental note for a future show. I would like to talk about the feasibility of going for a complete set while the, that current generation is still going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that, too. Because, mm. man, that might be really expensive. And I guess, I don't know, a lot to think about. So that'll be cool. Yeah. We should talk about that. Absolutely. I also got um, a copy of AD&D Hills Far for the NES, a really Nice copy of a guy on Nintendo Age for I thought a, a fair price. So I think that's the trickiest of the AD and Ds, right? Certainly, yeah. It's yeah. definitely one of the rarer titles to grab, and um, so got to scratch that one off the list. So uh, I think I primed for it. I'm under twenty for the total U.S. set, and that's licensed um, and unlicensed, correct? Licensed and unlicensed. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm the end is in view, but it's um, a very do you, expensive. Do you know end. what the split is? Do I know what the split is? I could get you that. You could go on. Hey, folks, if you really want to watch <laughs> out for me, if you go on rfgeneration.com, we have a keep an eye out for me community uh, collecting thread started by none other than um, Mr. Wild Bill here. Thank you very yep. much. You got it. And uh, you can see what we're all looking for. So if you want to contribute, um, please just don't use it as a price gouging thread to go, oh, Duke needs this. Let me charge him three times what retail is. <laughs> You see how the example always comes back to him? <laughs> it's all about me. Uh, so, and, and just and just to clarify, I mean, I know there's already you know wanted wanting to buy uh, or wanting to trade threads in the in the sales forum. I just kind of thought this was a. I, I found that whenever I was out at a local store or something, um, I know there's always things that people are kind of always on the lookout for, even if it's not in your. But you're wanted to buy is kind of like you know I'd love to buy this one or two things like right now. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a general, you know category or genre or certain subset you're looking for i just thought the the thread would be nice because when i go into a store i pull the thread up and i kind of just go down the list and see if i see anything that anyone's you know actively you know kind of always on the lookout for and it's we've had some uh you know some a handful of good trades uh, uh come of it so i'm glad it's working out yeah i've got a, i've got a couple things come into me and i've hooked up um rich with several and oh, he's been uh, plugging away hardcore for me so uh maybe next podcast I'll, I'll have a huge box in the mail from him from that thread yeah he's probably needs the money because he's been buying i've i've been finding some hard to get carts for him so um i'll, I'll but, replenish them so he can buy more from you don't worry uh well you know it's not usually for me it's like i'm finding them locally and it's his list is getting low i mean he's getting down to some of the harder ones but yeah he's still got a few that are not crazy to find um but a lot of things are just not ridiculously cheap anymore either 
but I've paid my penance in some of that stuff so I can pass <laughs> along when I find them. Um, I also, today, as a matter of fact, in my day of running, I went to, I, I know I really pick on the place, so I'm going to have to do my, um, I'll eat a little crow for a minute. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I went to GameStop today and I did the trade in for the 3DS XL. So I traded in my regular 3DS, got the XL. Did they have a special where you got like extra trading credit? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll be honest. That's, that's that's usually the only time that I'll even bother is when they give you like additional money for something. What the deal is, and I think it's still going on for maybe another week or two. So maybe by the time shows out, still, if you still want to squeak in, you can. But they've advertised; it's in their advertisements. Um, they will take, uh, they will give you a hundred dollars towards a an XL for a regular 3DS. And um, I bought my regular 3DS in box with like Mario Land um, for a hundred dollars. So, so you got to keep a game and upgrade. Nice. And I got to keep the box with everything in it. All they really wanted was the 3DS and the cord. Nice. So that way if I ever come across another cheap black 3DS, I've got another complete set. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, I upgraded to that. Uh, let me just tell you, though, uh, not a painless transfer process <laughs> to get your stuff over from one machine to another right yeah the with the yeah because you had all the ambassador stuff so I, we were talking off the air that uh even though they wirelessly connect to each other um i, I mean and, and when i did this it didn't i don't remember it taking that long um i just did it up you know upstairs in my home like i had both of them in the house uh but uh, you did it in the store and you said that it took a long time well actually this is the whole thing um i know the guy that's a manager we go back we used to work together like 20 years ago so we've known each other for a long time thankfully he was there and so um you know we were talking and whatnot and i'm like hey do you mind if i do the transfer thing because i you know i've got all my old games i want to make sure everything comes over and he was like yeah sure you know whatever that's fine so i tried to start the process out and i thought oh well it's just going to be like swapping some sd cards and they'll talk to each other and i'll be done and it's like okay well it requires an internet connection to validate and i'm like okay i asked him do you guys have wi-fi no. <laughs> okay. So I said, it, are, you, are you aware it's 2012? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. Um, but no. And I said, well, has anybody else ever asked you to – he's like, you're the first person that's even asked. So, okay. I said, is there – I want to – There's. I said, I have to do this. I've got to get my stuff off here. I said, is there any way you would be cool with me taking both of these with me so I can do the transfer? I swear to God, as quickly as possible, I will bring them back. And um, luckily, knowing me and being a really very cool guy, um, he did. He let me walk out the store with both of them. Wow. And now you're on your way to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd ask him, I was like, do you want me to leave, like, you know, anything? You want, you know, my driver's license or something? He's like, no, you know, I, you know, I know you, boy, can I trust you? So I did. I took it. took about a half an hour to do the whole process. It uh, wasn't as fast, nearly as fast as I thought it would be. Uh, but everything worked. Everything worked real well. And again, I just want to say, you know, for all I've slammed on GameStop in the past, uh, he did a fantastic customer service job, and I really appreciate very much. So I would encourage if you guys are thinking about it, I, give it a shot. You know, not a bad deal. Um, I'm really happy. The XL is really cool. The screens are awesome. Just make sure you go to yeah. the, the GameStop or the coffee store nearby so you can pick up their Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, that was the problem. <laughs> there was a Starbucks close by, but um, not free internet. Uh, you gotta buy some. <laughs> yeah, gotta love Starbucks. I I really do want the XL. Um, the problem is I 
am not 100% sure if I want to sell my Zelda 3DS because um, I really, really, really like it. Um, but at the same time, if anyone is willing to pay just a, a ridiculously ludicrous amount of money for it, <laughs> um, just just let me know and I'm sure we can work something out. But yeah, otherwise, I think I'm going to hang on to it with my big adult hands and my small 3DS. So uh, if anyone out there in Radio Land wants to screw themselves over, <laughs> just contact Bill. No, hey, I mean, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's, it's worth whatever someone wants to pay that for it. True. That is the definition <laughs> of what it's worth. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't, if I had a special edition bill, I probably would have been right there with you. Um, just being yeah. a standard black, you know, wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. I would have done the exact same thing you did in, with your hardware. Yeah. So, Krabby, thoughts about it? Do you guys have anything like that up there with your Yeah, we've GameStop got EB or Games. Um, I, I honestly don't check their flyers, so I don't, I always miss out on deals like that. Um, I just stop in once in a while and grab a $5 game here and there. So, would you be tempted to upgrade to the XL? Honestly, I haven't even really played my 3DS at all. My son does most of that. Oh, okay. Um, I've maybe put an hour, hour and a half into it. I haven't even tested out all the games we have for it. Oh, wow. I've been really happy with the 3DS. Um, I know it got a lot of flack and stuff, but mm-hmm. I've, I've been really happy with it. So I, I'm not upset with it, and then we've got some games that I want to try. It's just hard to pry myself away from my NES. Oh, 3D Land is so good. Mario 3D Land. Yeah. Also, real quick, uh, Krabby, just because you said you never see what these deals are, I'm just checking the uh, flyer out now, and uh, Skylanders uh, figures are buy two, get one free. Whoa. Oh, you're going to bankrupt me. I'm going to have to <laughs> stock up for Christmas now for my kid. Stuff is stocking yeah. for Skylanders. There you go. Go find whatever the Charizard equivalent is in <laughs> Skylanders. Sunburn. Yeah, um, I picked up, I, I think one of the things that I got was like, I got a DS game, was a one, it's whatever the DS version of like Secret of Mana, but I don't remember what it is, it's something of Mana. Legend of? No, that's the PlayStation one. Dawn anyway, of Mana. Is, no, I, no, I don't know. I, Prophecy? Again, I don't know. <laughs> it's in the other room, I picked it up today, it was eight bucks, complete. Action 52 of Mana? <laughs> <laughs> now, I would play that. Cheetah Men of Mana? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, that's what I'm waiting for. So, Krabby, as soon as you get your Cheetahman 2, I want to see your video on YouTube uh, yeah. of your completion. Z- you probably... Zombie Nation of Mana. <laughs> now, Krabby's played through Zombie Nation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's old news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that's probably you, most of the big you, stuff. You better right? send me your Cheetahman. I don't know if I want to open mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, will sell well, well, you, I will sell you the cardboard at a ridiculous price. How's that? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah. And if, if anyone's wondering why Krabby is uh you know gonna be going bankrupt with his Skylander addiction and everything, there was that uh, pretty nice lot of Final Fantasy, uh, Chrono Cross, all the SquareSoft uh, RPGs he picked up uh, this month. Mostly greatest hits, I think, if I remember. All of the Final Fantasy ones were, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally got to go on a good hunt. Um, I usually just go down the same two blocks because there's like seven stores I can hit, so it's convenient. And I've been ignoring some of the fringe stores for a while. <laughs> Um, so we got, so did, got the family together and went for a little road trip the other way, day around town. And your wife's pretty cool with that. She's like, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, one of her friends came along, and they just kind of looked at it as like garage selling, seeing if they could find anything neat. Um, yeah, but I ended up with all it's, those. It's 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 crazy how my, if it's just me and my wife going to uh, you know garage sale, tag sale, like flea market, whatever – She's she's just not happy. She's just not thrilled. <laughs> she's not like a pain in the ass or anything, but like she's just like, 
oh, like, I don't want to stop at another house. I'm going to go here. I don't even but get if we mad. Bring, I get like, that I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, but if we bring, like, two or three, that's the thing. Like, I'll wake up and say, like, all right, I'm out the door. Are you coming? Sick? now? Nah, I'm staying here. But uh, but if um, if we get a few people to go, she is all, like, and same thing with Goodwill. She, like, I'm like, I'm going to stop in Goodwill real quick. She's like, oh. <laughs> but if we're with any other person, they're just in there trying on clothes, like, being, like, it's, hey, come on. We're, we're hunting for games. It's exciting stuff. What are you going to do? Get a pair of jeans? <laughs> Prioritize here, lady. <laughs> That's cool. So what else? Uh, crying some cool PS1 stuff. Um, yeah, all the um, cheap PS1 stuff. Um, some Genesis role-playing games. The only real gem there, though, was uh, Shining in the Darkness. I love that game. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking Have forward you played to it? it. No. Um, the only Shining games I played are the Saturn ones. Really? So have you played Shining in the Holy Ark? I have, yeah. I played through that and beat it, and Shining Wisdom, I beat that one. They were both awesome, so I'm looking forward to seeing where their roots came from. Yeah, Shining in the Holy Ark is really just a progression of Shining in the Darkness, so you'll be right at awesome. home. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to say I got uh, the first PC game I picked up since Diablo 2 was new, um, <laughs> and that was Escape from Monkey Island, and it's, it's big box, and it looked like the guy had never played it once, so I was quite happy with that. I'd love to get a copy of that. Yeah. Now, I've never played the Monkey Island games. I, I hear they're really funny. They're like they're known for their humor, right? Absolutely. Very yeah, much so. You would yeah. love them, I think. As if you like point and click adventures. Yeah. I honestly I don't think I've played a point and click since um probably like Shadowgate Maniac Mansion. Well you're you're in yeah. in line for one then. You better get up on that. Yeah. Have you played uh, you haven't played full throttle, dude? No. I, I'm oh, not man. a PC. I'm not a PC guy. I don't. If you can um, uh, get, uh, uh, I think it's called Scum, uh, S C U M M. It's uh, the uh, emulate. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's the program designed specifically for those type of uh, uh, graphic adventure games. It actually stands for um, a script. What is it? Script utility, script creation utility for Maniac Mansion. It's like the programming language that uh, that they use for those types of games. Oh yeah. So if you uh, once you own the game, obviously that's how you can run it on modern machines. Um, so it's really really a cool way to uh, to be able to play some of the old stuff that's not available on good old games and certain things like that. But again, that's only if you're you know into point and clicks or uh, you know want to play a PC game. So I could download this like engine for the Mac and then put the regular PC game in and it would play? Uh, that's actually a really good question. Uh, my wife has a Mac, so I can definitely try that out and get a report uh, back for the next show. That would be wonderful. Um, I'd be interested. But yeah, I mean, being a Mac guy, and I just I have to work with Windows at work because I have to, and I'm just right. not, a, not a fan. <laughs> Let's just yeah, say No that. one's perfect. That's, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else, uh, Krabby? I know that's not all you got. Um, I'll get the last story we mentioned. Um, and, oh, when I was at the same stores, um, we hit one store. I didn't end up buying anything, but he had just one of those old, you know, pocket guides, you know, cool games that came out for the N64 and 1999 type books. And I asked the guy what he wanted for it, and he just recognized me from, from one of their other stores. He says, oh, you buy enough from us. You can just have it for free. So it's always cool to have those kind of Love connections. That. Yeah. Uh, he said, I know you from that podcast, right? Yeah, he's it's the collector cast guy. Yeah. yeah. He said, Wait a minute, are you the crab master? He heard my beautiful voice from across the store behind everything and he had to come and see who he's, it was. He saw the feeling crabby yeah. shirt and so, he just knew. So I, I didn't say free. I I did have to post your picture and give him an autograph. Yeah. Uh, all it's if, if I had a nickel. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm waiting for that day. So if anybody wants to invite me to a con um, <laughs> and they want to pay the bill, 
I am so there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit off topic, and you can edit that later if you want to. But I was an extra in a movie when I was uh, like, I don't know, like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Uh, what kind of movie and, uh, are we talking about, Bill? <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, a legitimate, legitimate uh, <laughs> uh, film. It was. Uh, it's called Sleepers. Really? It was in like nineteen ninety four. I think it was like De Niro, wow. uh, um, Kevin Bacon. Really? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, they filmed uh, a piece of it uh, just a few towns over, and. Um, it's uh there's a there's a scene where like uh, the kids these kids are in juvenile hall and uh I was one of the one of the extras so um you can see me in the movie and like maybe I'll post a picture on the forum later but that's that's not important so what happened was yeah a couple years later you know I'm telling the story I was in this movie and I'm working at Best Buy and uh we said wouldn't it be funny if we just set up a folding table and we just stacked up copies of sleepers <laughs> I put on a pair of sunglasses <laughs> and it was like meat the star of sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was autographing. People were walking in, and I, I'll tell you, like we Americans, we're we're stupid people by and large. So <laughs> fat, if fast, you just slow if, moving, stupid if you creatures. just put a pair of sunglasses on someone and sit them at the table and put like a handler around them, people were lining up. <laughs> so, like, so uh, how many women's oh, get, how many women's chests did you get to sign? Oh man, if uh, if I had a nickel. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, a fun little awesome uh, story. Yeah, you know, that was that's that was my only fake celebrity story. Well, my, I have not. The closest thing <laughs> I've got to that is I got to eat in the casino from Reindeer Games last month. <laughs> it's all downhill. Oh, yeah. say, is, that, is that a prize? I don't. Uh, I don't they they filmed a couple movies up here before, so there's landmarks around town from these movies. But uh, nice. it's really um, kind of sad. I, I live cool. in Indiana, and the movie Hoosiers was about us. <laughs> That's about as close as I can get. Uh, I, mm. I didn't even live here when they filmed the movies, but apparently at the time uh, it was pretty cool. Was Everyone really was atrocious. looking around for like Morgan Freeman and Ben Affleck. And... It was a really bad game. <laughs> I mean, bad movie. Yeah, that one, and uh, I know Dreamcatcher was filmed up here too. I, I like that one. love that movie. Yeah, I'm a huge Thomas Jane fan and Jason Lee, so it was it was a mm. treat for me. I love that movie. A lot of people gave it crap, but I loved it. So, Bill, did you get to meet, um, like, Kevin Bacon or anybody? Yeah, he was in the scene with me. He's the only major actor that was in that scene. Um, there's a slim chance that I'll uh, I'll post, like, a YouTube video or something later. With uh, I'll see if I can <laughs> uh, kind of point myself out in the uh, video, and you guys can all laugh at how young and the twinkle in my eye. I just, like, two stuff. days ago put sleepers in my Netflix queue. Wow. It's like honestly, I'm not even saying this because of my starring role. It's a really good That's movie. That's serendipity, right there. Yeah, I'm gonna really. I'm good. gonna be watching. I've never for seen you. it, and no offense, Bill, I don't think I'm gonna go track it down. But you can put that YouTube <laughs> clip out there. Well, I've, I've pretty much got the market cornered. I bought like every copy that I could find <laughs> and so. signed them all. Yeah. And you were just waiting lonely so did, at that. So did you table. make a profit? <laughs> did you sell them for like five bucks more or anything? No, we didn't do anything like that. We just like, uh, like, and it was a slow day. And like, I said to my manager, what do you think if we did this? And they were like, that'd be so funny. And then we took one of the movies and we put it on a TV next to the table that I was at. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, and it's not even like, it's an extra. There's no speaking. It's like, like Kevin Bacon blows a whistle and a whole bunch of people in a, in a scene that are fighting turn around. And I'm like one of the kids in the front, like that turns around because of the fight. And we just looped that like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like, just like a big, like red circle or something. Yep. And watch, here I come. Here I am again. Well, here it is. Yeah. It will, well, every time, like, I would just turn around and be like, there it is. <laughs> Childhood star. Yeah. And the rolls didn't um, so- pour in after that? <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, uh, 
There's lots of offers, but you really have to like the material. <laughs> so, so what are the residuals Never found like the right on script. a movie like that? <laughs> um, you know, they must have my address wrong or something <laughs> in their system. They, did, they didn't pay you scale? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like, uh, it was honestly, like, honestly, for how old I was, like I was, I was not old enough to have a regular job. I was, you know, like I said, like, uh, what was it, 12, 13, something like that. So it was like... I think for like the three or four days it took to, to sh- we only shot one day, but like three or four days, like we just sat in the room waiting for them to call for us, but you get paid for that time. So I think I made like a thousand dollars. Wow. So for like a 12, 13 year old kid, like that's like the most money. Oh yeah. Yeah. So are you in the credits? Do you get a mention? I honestly, honestly do not know. I've never, uh, I never come have on, looked. Man. Yeah. That would have been the first thing I, I think, checked I, when we came out. I don't. I don't think extra. No, well, the first thing you do is see. Can you see my face? Can you see my face? Can you see my face? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like I've uh, once I saw my face, I was like, all right, I don't need to see the name because you can see my face. All right, here's the thing. But if you get horribly expect... disfigured soon, then you'll. <laughs> <laughs> I expect you to go immediately after tonight and set up your IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> I should right next to. Well, my uncle's an yeah, actor, so that. he'd call he'd call me up and he'd say, "What are you trying to steal my uh, <laughs> steal my gig?" You never know. It could lead to a very lucrative career in terrible late night infomercials. <laughs> I think that Shamwell guy's doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Too bad the OxyClean guy isn't. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> back to the topic. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Video games, right? <laughs> right. Some show about something. I don't know. Microphones. Uh, what else do we got out there? I know Bill did anything this I month? I got that and... one in television thing left to mention here. Oh, okay. Don't let me step on you. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, so last thing I grabbed this month was another thing off Kijiji, which I haven't haven't picked up anything off there for a couple months, so it was nice to see some activity again. Um, but, I, yeah, I went and picked up an Intellivision lot from a guy, and he had a few other lots posted. He had, like, a Genesis one and some plug-and-play type stuff. Um, but my other buddy in town who's a collector, um, he was kind of peeved that I, I beat him to this Intellivision one. And then when the guy posted his Genesis one, uh, he beat me to that one, so it kind of broke even. <laughs> so what all did you get in the Intellivision stuff? Um, I got a, the Intellivision system, Intellivision 2 system, two of the voice modules, one of them boxed, and then 30 games. Um, all of them were complete in box with their inlays except for, like, two of them, and they were in really good shape. So so the voice game, did you get did you get B-17 Bomber? I did, and that's actually the first game I plugged in with it just because uh, it was alphabetically the first one in the thing, so I had to try out so, the voice module. So do you love the beginning where it's like, Mattel Electronics presents B-17 <laughs> Bomber. <laughs> it was delightful. I can't wait to, to try out the other ones too, see if Bomb Squad's is entertaining sounding. It isn't. No, that's that's the gem there. That that is the one and only Jim. If anyone can actually figure out what on earth Bomb Squad is about, <laughs> I would yeah. like to know. I, I plugged it in. Uh, I didn't have the module in just to see what it was doing, and uh, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I'm gonna have to read <laughs> the like, manual there. There's a lot of blinky things, and there's a timer. It's, I, I could know. move some scissors down a little bit, but only down <laughs> and up. I couldn't move them left and right. So. <laughs> it looks very complex, yeah. but um, I'm thinking maybe ahead of its time. <laughs> That's cool. You'll have to uh, play some of those. And uh, for any of you that haven't played any of those games, uh, yeah, it has like this really crazy southern accent um, voice in the game. So <laughs> that that is exactly what the startup screen sounds like, at least in my crappy rendition. 
if anybody else wants to give it a shot, you you feel free. Leave us a message. We'll we'll post all the voice clips next time. <laughs> I want to hear all the reproductions of the B seventeen bomber startup. <laughs> all right, does that that close you out, Craig? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Bill wanted to do a shout out though. I think. Yeah, I uh, I just I didn't really grab anything this month. I think I mentioned that I'm still recovering financially from a couple of larger purchases and also preparing for a purchase that uh, might be on the uh, larger side. Um, but uh, I did want to uh, thank uh, a newer member, Slowman or Slowman, um, for uh, the uh, PlayStation. How do you pronounce lot, that? Uh, How do you pronounce it, that again, Bill? I'm, it's either I, I don't want to say slow man because it's like it sounds like you're making fun of oh he's a slow oh, really? man I thought that sounded like a superhero and the second way you said it sounded like like his last name yeah, yeah Sloman. Like he's, Irving yeah, Sloman. he's a nice Jewish guy yeah. Yeah, Mr. Sloman. <laughs> yeah with over with the Spider-Man Batman <laughs> um, but yeah it's a uh, slow man or Sloman, however he prefers um, uh, newer uh, member um, but uh, uh, Really, really good, uh, easy guy to work with. Uh, I grabbed a handful of PlayStation uh, and PlayStation 2 games off him. Uh, Metal Gear VR missions, Dino Crisis 1 and 2, Resident Evil 3, Front Mission 3. Uh, my brother's personal favorite fighting game, Capcom SMK2 mm-hmm. on the PS2. Um, Parappa 2, uh, so that completes my Parappa collection. I do believe <laughs> I still need to umjammer Lammy, though. I've got, I have to double check. I've got that one. You have the PSP um, one also? Uh, no, that so that uh, okay debunked, uh, not uh, not <laughs> done. Um, and then uh, Xeno Saga episode one, the Phantom Menace uh, on PS2. <laughs> Have you played those ones? Those are some of my favorite games. You know what? I've heard so many great things about them, and I never got around to it. Um, I I I could be wrong here, but I think that I read uh, uh, the that Xenoblade Chronicles was originally called something else, and then they changed it to Xenoblade because of uh, one of the main guys on the Xeno Sagas. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't remember what the original title was going to be, but yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that. I forget what it was, and then it was like, no, because you know, his so much of him is in this, and it's his game, so we really wanted to have that Zeno, you know, moniker on it, even though it's not related. Right. So, but no, I've heard, I've heard great things, so I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah, I scared the crap out of my wife when we were dating when the third one came out. What What happened? Uh, well, I told her I'm like, this this game's coming out. I'm really excited. I had it pre-ordered for months now, so you're not going to see a whole lot of me when this game comes out and and we we had just moved in together and um so the game comes out i come home i plug it in and you know she's making dinner and doing laundry because it's in the evening so she's not thinking anything of it just thinks i'll come to bed two hours later or whatever and so she Mm -hmm. wakes up to go to the bathroom at like five in the morning and i'm still sitting there playing it and she's like you need to come to bed you look awful so i came to bed and i woke up on my own like half an hour later and i just started playing again (laughs) And I had the whole game finished, like this long role-playing game, within like two and a half days on like an hour and a half of sleep. And yeah, she's like, how often does this happen? (laughs) And you're like, oh, Xenosaga? Not very often. Yeah, they don't come out too often anymore. But I, it's this might be a, a topic for a future show, or at least something to visit later. But I would like to discuss, uh, uh, like, if you have a gaming ritual um, for a, a game that's very important to you, like that that once in a while game that's like, it's uh, we I know we have lots of games marked in our calendars, mm-hmm. but the game that's really like it's like the yeah. it's got the pin, the gold star, and the red circle around it on the calendar. Oh yeah. As and, and we talked about it a little bit off the air, as far as like. You know, if it's on Xbox, turning off notifications, turning off your phone, shutting the windows, like making the room nice, get making sure there's food and water right there, like all the crazy <laughs> things you do to prepare. So I'm, I'm curious if anyone else is this nutty. <laughs> Cat, yeah. <laughs> after rising yourself. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, you're, you're actually in the bathroom with the mirror set up so you can see the TV <laughs> in the bedroom. Yeah, I've got something so, something uh, like that planned for the last story here. That's why I haven't torn into it yet. Nice. Hey, and that's funny you guys are talking about that because I'm, I haven't played through um, Xenoblade and I've just got last story in it. I'm really kind of conflicted. I, I'm really tempted just to wait till the Wii U comes out and play it on that. Me too, and see if actually. It looks nice yeah. um, as soon yeah. as you mentioned doing that uh, when we talked before, yeah, that sounds like a perfect plan for me. That might be. Yeah, I, I got to tell you. Oh, I was going to say that might, last story might be the game that christens my Wii U. There you go. Yeah, honestly, uh, that's me, me too. Um, I don't know if I'll be getting a Wii U right away, um, but uh, uh, I'm about 15 ish hours into Xenoblade Chronicles. And from all the talk I've heard on, uh, you know, in forums and different places, I know lots of RPGs always say, "Oh, you know, forty hours gameplay, sixty hours, eighty hours." I haven't heard of a single person finishing the the campaign in less than a hundred hours. Wow! So if if there's, uh, yeah, if if you'd like to, uh, you know, it, I, I kind of, I usually play like one game at a time, mm-hmm. but with Xenoblade Chronicles, I kind of have to work it into the rotation. <laughs> so I I just figure it'll be the game that I'm playing for the next couple of years on the side. <laughs> Well, you know what the draw is for me on it is that games that are big and long like that, with the Wii U, if I can be playing and then somebody goes, oh, hey, it's time to watch something, and I can just start then playing it on the controller instead right. and relinquish the TV. That would definitely be nice here too, yeah. That's that's perfect. To be like, oh, okay, well, I'm just, go ahead, watch whatever you want. I'm just going to keep playing. Yep. Um, so I'm really eager to see that and see if that works for Wii titles, but I mean... That seems to be the way they've sold it um, that I've seen. So I, well, I, really I think cool. I heard that on the 13th they've got a big conference um, and they're going to release the rest of the launch info. All right, so you guys are going to put down your bet. So um, what do you guys? I want you guys to pick a release time and release price, and we'll just next time maybe we'll see who is close. All right. I'll, I'll I'll let you go first because I have the correct answer and I wouldn't want to give it to you. Is it that rumor that was just you... out like a day or two ago? Uh, was it that recent ago? I thought it was a few days longer than uh, that. There was one that just came out a day or two ago. Okay, I've not uh, yeah, heard well, any rumor. Uh, so um, I think the first thing I heard was uh, November twentieth. Okay, is that your guess? Was that the? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Final answer. Okay, and price. Um, price. I'm gonna say. Now this I haven't heard in rumors or anything, so all I heard was like potential release date. So I'm gonna say uh, two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Okay. Right. So I think I can change that up, make it interesting. Uh, so my my release date from a from another rumor I read is uh, November eighteenth. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh. Plus, uh, if and then uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I really am not up on the uh, on the Wii U. Uh, you know, stories mm-hmm. or rumors or anything, but I'm pretty sure that Nintendo's confirmed they're not selling additional. What do they call it? The 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 pad, the game pad. Oh, no, they are. Yeah. They they added two player support now. Just not. They did. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. The time they may frame. not be available at launch. But uh, they've definitely okay. added a second support for that that controller. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what? Well, I'm sorry. I have to think about what day of the week is the 18th then, Krabby. I don't know. Is that a Sunday? Hang on. The uh, November 18th is a Sunday. Yeah, which Nintendo usually does like um, Sunday releases versus everybody else does Tuesday releases, right? They do. And and what day is uh, Thanksgiving? It's the the last Thursday? Mm-hmm. In America. So at, yeah. 
So that's actually a full... That's actually a full week before... A week and a half before Thanksgiving. So, I mean, it, ma it makes sense. And it's extremely close to the Wii's uh, release date. Yeah, it was, what, the 16th or 17th? Yeah. Okay, so I am going to then say... I would agree then on the 18th, because I think the Sunday, they're going to give it a little week, so that way things can get into stores before Black Friday, but I'm going with the 299 price point. So I've been thinking 250 did you, did, for a while, did, did you but say I'm going 200. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take a chance with that. That's my guess. All right. I'm going to stick with 299 at launch. Um, maybe they'll do a price drop if they need to, a la 3DS, but... No, the two losers so. by the other guy of Wii U, right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever you That's say, Fred. As long as I win, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I lose, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll have to edit this podcast again. <laughs> That's the power of having the editing station in your hands. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else we've got there? No, I think we spent enough time there. <laughs> all right. Well, great. Good job. We Again, guys, we just really appreciate all this stuff. It's fun for us to talk about. Uh, probably just as much fun as it is for you to get this stuff. So um, if you're not a member of RF Generation, you know, come over. Check us out. If not, just lurk for a little bit. Use the tools. Uh, but, um, you know, post some scores out there. You never know. We might uh, pick you and, and give you a mention on the show. And if we don't know you, you can always just pull something cool out of your collection and take a picture and say you just found it. We'll talk about you. Or just send things to Duke Togo. And um, sure, yeah, I'll mention you. No problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll move on with the show. So this, this episode, we really wanted to get into another part of collecting that can be a little, uh, again, kind of near and dear to our hearts. And something that probably a lot of non-collectors would probably think would be really um, Mund horribly yeah, boring. It's mundane. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, inventory. Um, how do we keep our inventory? What kind of methods? Uh, what do we like about it? What are the hassles? I mean, just everything to do with it. So, um, you know how do you guys keep track of your collection? Well, the way that, uh, the way that I like to, uh, well, let me tell you my, a little bit of my evolution of how I kept my inventory from the beginning is, uh, when I first decided I was going to collect, um, I just grabbed, you know, uh, a list of all games for the systems that I, that I liked, whether, you know, you can find them on Wikipedia, you can find them on, you know, there's some retailers that just keep like, uh, a full A to Z list of, uh, all the games out there. Um, I think game dude, uh, was the one that I looked at uh, first. Um, just you know, GameDude.com. There's they have a store out in North Hollywood. Uh, been around for a long time. Um, so I went to the store. I was out in LA for just a week, and um, I really liked it. So I just started using that list, and I just went down and started kind of like you know circling or underlining all the games that I'd eventually like to get. Um, and this kind of, that kind of became like my checklist before I kind of found the the RF Gen tools. So um, at first I just started you know kind of like writing down on paper what I'd like, but uh, 
very, very quickly uh, once you start, you know, getting more than like 40, 50, 60 games. Um, I remember the first time that I went out someplace and bought a game that I already had. <laughs> and that's kind of what pushed me to say, okay, I probably need to keep an inventory, um, not just for, you know, my own sanity and like what I have, but uh, also uh, for insurance purposes, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. So um, um, what I like about... Uh, uh, but the RF Gen tools is they export to a CSV file, which is easily uh, uh, open, uh, sorry, editable in Excel. Um, and I'm a big Excel guy. I love, uh, you know, pivoting tables and, uh, you know, filtering uh, you know, fields and all that stuff. So I like kind of be, being able to create a custom list of, uh, of very specific things I'm looking for. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of evolved from paper to, uh, you know, like a checklist to uh, like an Excel type thing for me. Interesting. Um, I kind of did the opposite when I started out. Instead of writing down every game for the system, I just carried a list with me of what I had already. And then if I didn't have it, you know, it had to come home. Right. Um, So I did that for just the couple systems that I was interested in, which was like NES and SNES at the time. Um, And then I never did the like Excel sheets. I just started searching online for for good databases and one of the first ones i found was rf gen so i went straight from paper to there and never looked back yeah i it's once i found rf generations uh checklist which uh it was the first time i had seen um and and again some people like variants and care about the the differences between them um you can if you want to you don't have to <laughs> but it was the first checklist that i saw that had the very you know three screw five screw with registered trademark without and i just thought it was kind of cool to be able to distinguish uh, like what exact version you have without getting like too you know crazy nitty-gritty like down to like you know board variants and, and stuff <laughs> like that so once i found the full checklist um i loved uh, i threw it in a binder and same thing i would go to an estate sale tag sale flea market whatever and you have to be a little careful about this sometimes because sometimes if you pull out a binder um, while you're shopping, someone's going to think that, you know, like you're a buyer, you're a reseller. They might not want to sell to you. Um, I think Shadow's talked about this before on the site. So you kind of want to, uh, you know, speak to whoever is selling first and just say like, hey, how you doing? Is this your stuff? Oh, it's great. I, I collect, um, you know, and just, you know, just, you know, make that contact. And then, uh, you know, once you're, you know, through like the icebreakers, just, you know, let them know, um, you know, I've actually... You know, I, I keep an inventory of my stuff, and just to you know make sure, because my mind is fried sometimes. I don't buy the same thing twice. I keep a list of my games, and most people you tell that to are like, "Oh, that's awesome," because then they get the idea in their mind: this guy wants to buy a lot of there games from me, go. and he's not trying to rip me off. So, so yeah. So on um, the RF Gen checklist, and I love that you can like as you enter your collection in at the site, you can print the checklist out with your collection entered. So um, you can kind of, you know, like just do like manual, like pen and paper, pen and uh, pencil check marks as you go. But then every, you know, couple of weeks or month or so, you can just print out a fresh copy and it'll have your, uh, uh, you know, cart box manual um, is another uh, important thing to me. It lists which pieces you have individually on your checklist. So very, very helpful if you're out there uh, uh, hunting with paper lists. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of went in a different direction uh, when I... I mean, I've been at this for a long time, but when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to go look for some kind of an online solution um, and move away from ye old Excel spreadsheet, uh, <laughs> which I was on for a long time because that was only, I mean, for a long time, that was the real practical solution to doing that. Um, I think before, you know, there was a, uh, maybe before I found a lot of the tools that were online, but I thought, you know, really, I need to be able to access this and, and something that's a little a little more detailed 
So I first stumbled and did I did like a lot of research trying to find I saw there were like some apps that you could buy you know, some websites and I started off at IGN I think um, they had like a, a collection tool that was there I, I want to say I forgot about that yeah I used that for very briefly yeah and it had like this weird part too where it would like tell you oh your collection is worth yeah, this much just money. gonna say that that was the best part of that site because everything you had was golden. <laughs> Everything yeah, was stupid. Yep. I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah, you know? like you had like forty Nintendo games, and they're like, "You've got thirty grand." <laughs> yeah. yeah, Super Mario Duck Hunt, five hundred dollars. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> one sold at one point in time somewhere somehow on eBay. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was like, whatever. I mean, it was totally useless. But I started with that because, like, okay, well, this seems to be fairly complete, at least at the time, and. Um, and then after that, I was like, you know, this is just not – it's not doing it for me. You know, it's not – I can't really get a good listing of what I got. Um, I was not a big fan that I had to scroll through a giant list of pictures of each game on my, like, checklist to print out. I'm like, okay, I know what Star Force looks like. I don't need a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's when I did a little searching around and I found RF Gen. So actually that was um, in 2009 – I had uh, my transplant, and so after that, I mean, I had to do some healing, and I was off work for quite a while, and so I had some time on my hands. So that's kind of why I did a lot of searching around at that point, and that's when I kind of found RF Gen and started kind of using the tools on that. And I was like, this is perfect. You know, this is exactly what I've been looking for, and I had the time on my hands to say, okay, well, I'm going to just start cataloging the stuff and put everything in there and kind of submitting some things that they didn't have that I needed, and I mean, obviously, we'll talk more about RF Gen specifically in a moment, but um, for me, it was just it was uh, kind of just the perfect fit. It really was like the Swiss Army knife of collection tracking. Yeah, it's the baby bear porridge of collection trackers. Just right. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously, being the RF Generation Collector Cast, we're going to plug our own stuff uh, in a minute, but let's talk about some of it. So we've kind of hit, there was... Um, Excel, of course. I think so many people probably use Excel. I think a lot of people still um, use right. that, yeah. Sure, and I think probably because people know Excel. I mean, kind of like Bill yeah. said, I am, you know, part of my real-life job is I am an instructor, and one of the things I teach is Excel, and so obviously I love Excel too. Yep. And that's and that's available from Microsoft. Yeah, this company, yes. I mean, you may have heard of it. I would say there's also a version uh, called uh, OpenOffice for free. Oh, that's right. Yeah, openoffice.org, I believe it is. And you can uh, uh, do uh, most of the same stuff that uh, Excel can do for free. With I mean, I've tried to use OpenOffice a few times, and it might just be because I'm trying to do advanced things that it doesn't always feel the same to me. But I know lots of people who use it who are cool with it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on the Mac side also, Apple makes um, uh, numbers, which they make an iWork suite, which has got numbers. Same thing, though. It's all the you know same tools. So, you know, Excel, paper, I think those we can, I mean, are you guys pretty safe with considering that we probably don't need to spend a lot of time giving deep talk about <laughs> let's, that? Let's talk about paper for a while. Yeah. <laughs> now, first, the retreats. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone, you know, who has at some point sat down and said, okay, I am going to make an effort to collect and not just have like a handful of, uh, you know, cool games like Super Pitfall. And uh, <laughs> so I think everyone who's sat down and, and got to that point has has, th has thought, okay, let me write something down. And then they probably naturally go to paper. And then maybe once it gets, you know, 
you start throwing sheets of paper out and adding more and more stuff, you, you naturally progress to the computer and Excel. And then there's a, a, a vast number of uh, directions you could go. So we've, we've talked about RF Gen already. Um, Nintendo Age, another very big collector site, does have a uh, catalog uh, tracking tool. Um, I believe it does have uh, 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 rarities, um, a game and box and manual rarity, yeah. um, which is uh, kind of nice. Um, they also have cart, box, manual uh, separation, so you can track which pieces you have. Um, just like uh, you know, RF Gen, they have uh, you can create different lists. Um, so if you want to have like you know your collection is one, orphans as another, your for sale items on one, um, same thing. You can create you know whatever different subsets you want. Uh, it's you know there's nothing. I don't think there's you know any real problem with the Nintendo Age cataloging site. I just feel like uh, uh, you know when you it's I tried them both side by side and. You know, there was just, uh, again, being a big Excel, I'm not actually 100% sure if you can export the uh, Nintendo Age stuff to Excel. That that was a real big point for me uh, for the RF Gen catalog tool. Um, another one that I tried uh, briefly was called Collectors with a Z. Oh, we remember with a Z. Yep, with a Z, because it's 1994 and everything's cooler when you put the Z at the end. That's right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's Collectors with a Z. I want to say it's... Thirty dollars. Um, I know it's not free, and I think they have a, a trial version. But uh, once in a while, it goes on sale for like 10, 15 bucks, and it's cool. But it's 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 local. It's on your machine. It's not hosted to the internet. That's an additional charge. I think that's like the fifty or sixty dollar version. Um, that sounds like Web uh, two technology right there. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I mean, I I re I really liked it because for for the cool thing is like it's. You, you kind of create all these different subfolders and, uh, uh, you know, you can put images in there. And I just thought it was kind of cool because you can kind of browse through your collection um, in this uh, uh, in this like all like all in one program. Uh, I wasn't crazy that I couldn't host it online. Um, I wasn't crazy that it didn't print out very well. Uh, being that it cost money was kind of weird. There's also a collector's uh, iPhone and Android app, but it was an additional ten dollars. Um, it just seemed like a lot of nickel and dime and uh, it wasn't. You know, just it didn't have a great database, and that's really kind of what it comes down to. Like, because collectors, there's a collector's software for books, games, movies, uh, uh, comics. There's like all different ones. They really don't specialize in games. It's just kind of one of the things they have on there. So, um, yeah, it just it was a cool piece of software, but uh, there's so many more options that are totally free out there that I just I just couldn't stick with it for longer than a now few months. Now, if we go back to Nintendo Age for a minute, um, I've I've put my NES stuff in there, but do they do other systems? Like, can you throw your 3DO stuff in there? Do they have databases for those, or is it just Nintendo systems? Uh, well, if you want to go to the amazing <coughs> 3DO Age, I've been there. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the earliest members there. It's awesome. <laughs> or or Sega Age, and I think that gets to be the core when we talk about Nintendo Age or Atari Age and 3DO Age and Sega Ages. Yeah. Is that and don't forget play, PlayStation Collecting now a member of the Age family. <laughs> I mean, that's just everything is so fragmented, and I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but do you know any collectors that only collect for one manufacturer like that? Um, I definitely know people who, you know, lean towards one or specialize in one, but I don't know anybody who doesn't have things that span all of the major uh, uh, manufacturers and a few of the uh, obscure ones. Yeah. I mean, what do you think there, Crab? Uh, yeah, I completely 100% agree with what Bill just said. Yeah, I've never met someone who will only buy Nintendo stuff or will only buy Sega stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for in a few cases, sometimes you have, uh, uh, you know, it, 
not necessarily younger people, but a lot of times, you know, we've talked about my fanboyism when I was in this, the Genesis age. Um, and it was, there's this, you know, there's this like unexplained or un, uh, uh, un irrational love for one brand and then nothing else. And I feel like as you get a little bit older, you kind of open up to the concept of gaming in general, as opposed to like, I'm only going to limit myself to this one thing. So I think it's entirely possible that there's some younger uh, crowd out there who, uh, maybe is only interested in one manufacturer, but I don't think it's that common. Um, I mean, I will tip my hat to one thing that Nintendo Age, and I'm going to guess probably other sites too, although I'm only a member of Nintendo Age, is they've recently integrated with um, price charting. So now you can also find um, the price charting data, so costs and prices for items in their database too, which is nice. It's very nice. It's interesting. Uh, but again, yeah, just it's just it's an interesting tool. I like to go there when I need information, uh, which is very thorough. Uh, but mm. as far as keeping my own collection track there, I don't. I just don't see that happening. Agreed. Yeah, if I ever need anything uh, Nintendo, that's definitely the place to go. But I like the, the broader scope of RF Gen. Yeah, and I give it. I mean. What they've documented, though, they've documented extremely well. So as a database for resource, I love that I can get in there and pretty much just about any NES thing there is ridiculously documented. But, you know, it does have to drive me a little crazy that it's like, okay, well, we can document the tar out of NES, but what about Famicom? <laughs> you know what I mean? you got to go to Famicom World for yeah. that. Come on. Yeah, but there's no Famicom age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, oh, one thing I will mention that I really like about Nintendo Ages too is, uh, this goes hand in hand with what you just said, is they've got scans of not just the manuals, um, but every single page of every single manual. Which is impressive. Yeah, too. so I've I've used it dozens of times playing through games like because uh, I buy most of my cards loose, you know, so I put in something like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I don't even know where to start, so I can dig through the 40-page manual they've got scanned in there. It's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I would agree. As a resource, it's invaluable. I really appreciate mm -hmm. what they do. Um, I just really need more uh, when it comes to collection tracking. Um so I really appreciate what they do as sites. I think they have some fantastic communities there, which I'm a part of, you know, the Nintendo Age community. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, for me, some of the tools are a little lacking. And I'd be curious to hear what people say. You know, if you're a big Nintendo Age tool user, you know, post. <laughs> let us know why. You hear that, too? <laughs> what was that? If you're a big Nintendo Age tool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> I guess that didn't come out. Tool users, I think, is what I meant. Oh, that you said that. It just, I don't know. Okay, I guess I better say that again. I'll leave the tool part out. Oh, that's great. Um, gosh, now I'm... You know what? I, honestly, it, it has been a little while since I've, I've thoroughly looked at the Nintendo Age or the Age tools uh, in general, like the database uh, uh, info. And honestly, I mean, there, there, there really is a good, uh, a good amount of info there. Um, and uh, a lot of the, uh, I don't know how many people are into reproductions or, you know, the, the board variances, but uh, they actually do have hardware profiles listed, like for, you know, what the PCB is, uh, what the size of the character ROM is, the program ROM. Like, you know, there really is a lot of great info. So, again, it's one of the best Nintendo reference sites. 
Um, there's just, uh, I just don't feel like the collection uh, uh, cataloging tool is for me. And that doesn't mean it's not for, you know, for someone else out there. It could be, you know, the perfect tool for you. So I'd love to hear kind of what you love and don't love. Yeah, yeah. Please speak up and let us know if that's your tool of choice or how you decide to use that. Um, and I'm really not a part of 3DO age or Atari age or Sega age. Um, I mean, can you guys speak to that or either of you use those? Um, I've hung out at Sega Age a little bit, and uh, um, obviously being you know directly connected with Nintendo Age, the, the the forums are identical. They're they're almost even. They're pretty much named the same thing. Uh, pretty much run by the same people. Um, there's definitely way more traffic on Nintendo Age than there is on Sega Age. Um, and uh, I mean, but I mean, I guess it could be argued that Nintendo. Uh, I don't know if you'd say it has a, a larger collector. Uh, market or fan base than than Sega, but at least in the case of these two sites, it definitely does. Um, I remember uh, just looking for uh, you know for for you know Sega anything Sega, and uh, you would go to the the sales forum, and it would kind of you know maybe only be like five or six uh, like you know, new posts in a day. Whereas on Nintendo Age, if you bump your own posts, it'll probably be off the front page within an hour or two. Um, so there's a there's a ton of traffic, uh, especially in the sales. Uh, uh, Threads on Nintendo Age, and the thing is, the Sega stuff tends to make its way over there. Um, so uh, personally, I, I probably spend more time on Nintendo Age than Sega Age, even though I'm, I'm a pretty big Sega guy. Uh, once I saw the tools, um, so so speaking of the differences between the tools on Nintendo Age and Sega Age versus you know some of the other ones, um, they they do have collection tools. Um, but once I, you know, once I kind of made the decision that RF generation being an all-encompassing, all-region, all-system, easily editable, easily shareable, easily exportable uh, to Excel, I, I kind of, you know, once I had my tool, I, I, you know, I haven't really been in the uh, the inventory scene on the age sites. Uh, yeah. So what about you, Krabby? You said you were a charter member of 3DO Age. What, I mean, do you have the same sort of stuff <laughs> um, there? I didn't even bother with the collection tools. Same thing. Like uh, RFGen was meeting my needs, so I didn't feel I needed to look around and see what else was out there. But I will say one one place has a, a cool kind of interesting tool. Um, definitely not uh, all-inclusive when it comes to the, the information added. It's just if you want to know just what game you have and nothing about it. Um, mm -hmm. Was it Trade TZ? Or a game game TZ game game TZ yeah yep. um, okay now I've seen people like put their for sale stuff on yeah there you can before. trading but they've got uh, you can do your sale thread and you can also or your sale list and you can also do what you own and the right. way the way you can add everything is awesome because they even like spell check you and you can do like dozens and dozens of games all at once and it's really easy to add stuff but it's like bare bones info on everything that you own. Right. And well, what's cool about that is because it's just what you have. So when you, you can just type into a box, Mario, Metroid, so like what, and put in a whole bunch of games and then you hit go. And then it kind of like makes sure that it found like the correct game. And you can just make the pull down box not for sale right now or not for trade right now. So it's just, so it's in your inventory, but not currently being offered. And then at some point, if you just want to make it something that's on the trading block, you just change that pull down menu, hit apply. And now all of a sudden it's available for trade. Yeah, it's really handy. Okay, um, I mean, the only person I think I've ever dealt with that used that was um, Fibro Freak. Fibro. Um, and uh, so, big shout out to Shane. Yeah, represent, and... Connecticut represent. <laughs> you guys should meet up sometime and like games or something. Yeah, we're right? not too far. We haven't met up yet, though. 
yeah, well, you have to go say hey, and maybe you can maybe get her to show up on the show sometime. She, um, she's got good, rare stuff if anyone's uh, – She does. Yeah, I mean, like lots of boxes, lots of uh, stuff that you just don't come across very often because I think GameTZ is her main site, so she'd be a really good person to talk to about this. Yeah, um, I've done a lot of transactions with um, with Shannon. She's she's good if you're looking for stuff. I'd highly recommend her as a seller. Um, but that's the only person I think I've ever dealt with that I really used that. Is there? Yeah. You guys see a lot of other people out there using it? I've used it, get close to a dozen times, probably over a few years. But yeah. Now, see that part you guys are talking about where you can just like flick a switch and suddenly it's in your trade list. I mean, you can do that in RF Gen really easily. So I mean, you can. is it easier there? Uh, I mean, kind of like there, there's a couple of hiccups on the RF Gen site that just not not game breakers, but they kind of bug me once in a while. Like, uh, like, like obviously my Nintendo collection is several hundred games. So when I show my Nintendo collection, um, it's uh, sometimes what I'll do is uh, uh, like I'll want to like I'll hit show all. Right. So then it shows all two, three hundred, whatever my Nintendo games. And then when I decide, OK, I want to edit everything that's in here. So then I click on edit. Yeah. And then the page like switches back to like, you know, pages one through six. And I'm like, okay, show all. Like, I thought I already did this, but so it's like some, and I'm not sure if I'm getting the order right on there, but I feel like when I'm, when I'm doing certain things, I just want to look at everything and it kind of like, you know, switches back from that. So, uh, I feel like on game TZ, um, it's really, and you don't have to like change it to edit mode. And I guess you don't on RF either. You can just hit the checkbox, then like scroll to the top. You got to hit the checkbox, then scroll to the top or bottom of the page, and then tell it what you want it to do with the checked items. As right. a, but it's like you can only do that one thing for all the checked items. Whereas on Game TZ, there's a pull down box for each individual thing. So if you just want to uh, go down the list and be like, okay, this in sale, this in trade, this I want to keep, this I want to keep, this in thread, uh, you know, you can kind of uh, uh, do it all in one shot like that. So it's it's pretty handy. But again, I I the database is not uh, it, it's. It's just not as solid a database as RF, and uh, I, like I said before, I love my Excel. I love uh, being able to use the tools uh, on RF to find, you know, missing images for the database and stuff like that. So I, I never steered, uh, you know, over to TZ, but uh, I do like how things are individually editable um, on the uh, on the inventory screen. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that's interesting. I'm not really talk to many people that really used it very much. So I think that's interesting. I've never really bothered to check the tool too awfully much. But cool. I mean, it's neat that that's out there. Now, do they have like um, images of the games there? Stock. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's another thing that uh, is not the. Uh, you know, I I enjoy being able to you know see as much info as I can front back. I mean, when I did the uh, NHL 12 reproduction, I I mean I already have an NHL 94, but when I was uh, working with a gentleman who was helping me with the Photoshop, I could just link him right to the back of the game on RF Gen, and it's like there, you know. So it's Anything you could need, uh, uh, you know, image-wise, I love having that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of stock photos because um, I'm going to take it then that they don't do variants either. I don't believe. So. Well, here's the thing. Um, it, it seems like you can you can post any something doesn't have to be in their database for you to post it. So you can write Super Mario Brothers three, and then they'll say, "Okay, did you mean this like Super Mario 3? And you can say, "No, I'll, I'll just keep my entry the way I did it." And you can even write manual only or box only and like whatever you write will go into your thread so it's like you can use something that's already there of theirs or you can just kind of write a line of text and that'll just show up alphabetically in your list yeah okay so i'm, I'm just going to ask this question why on earth 
is that any better than just Excel then? Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not the I'm not the one who's using this as a as a uh, inventory tool. Yeah. So I no, don't. I'm just asking a hypothetical I, question. I mean, because right. you can show it to other people, potential traders on this site is the whole thing. Whereas your could you not sell? You'd have could you not just put a uh, uh, your Excel up on Google Docs and share it? Sure could. I'm sure you could, but can well, people it, well, search yeah, just, it? Say I'm looking for this game, and then it pulls up your name for them. Right. So, well, so, if you can just hand type whatever you want, how does it effectively search? Well, what happens is, uh, uh, whatever category you put something in, whether it's you know, so let's say you make a whole list of games uh, on your uh, stuff that's available for people, and then you make a whole list of games of stuff that you really want. It will then find matches for you. So it'll say, okay, Duke has these seven games. You have these five games that he wants. And then you can, from there, make an offer. And you can read each other's notes on the game. So if it's like, oh, like, you know, a dented box or no manual or whatever. So you can then send an offer say, okay, well, it looks like I have these things that you want and you have these things that I want. How about this for a trade? As opposed to what you do on most sites, you look at someone's for sale and then you send them a message. You say, hey, I see that you've got some stuff. Want to look at my for sale thread? And then they go to yours then they look through it and then they get back to you. So it just kind of takes that this is what I got, this is what you got, and already kind of uh, shows you what each other already have. The problem is you really have to update it on a regular basis with things that you have and things you're looking for for the matches to be actually uh, valid. So how does it work when you can also just type whatever the heck you want? Does that just not get matched? Yep, no, If you let's say if you just want a copy of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, you just type Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and then it'll show you, okay, here's how many people have it available for trade right now, because you can you can still offer like, you know, cash or like whatever. Um, and then it'll say, and these are the num and here are the people who are looking for it. So you can do both ways. Like whether you're looking for a copy of Kingdom Hearts or whether you have one and you're looking to sell it, you can just enter in the name of the product you have, and then uh, uh, it'll show you who wants it and who has it. But also right next to their name, it'll show you if they have anything that you have on your want list as well. I guess this is what I mean. If it will allow you just to type whatever you want, and I say, I have Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, but I put the colon in one place and you put it in another, will it still somehow match that up? When you enter in the game name, um, it usually has like, it'll show you like the stock photo and stock info for the game, and I yeah. think there's a little checkbox that you can check. Right, but you said you can also just go, nah, I want to put in whatever I type. Yeah, you can. I, I believe the text does match up, but I don't use the site enough to be able to confirm. Okay. Okay, I'm, I mean, I'm just curious. I'm just asking questions, so I would be curious to know more about that. Right. I, can, I think I can answer your question. I think it does search for matches because I know people add their own um, DVDs and stuff in, not just uh, they'll put in like comic books and anything that might be even slightly nerdy. So I just typed in sleepers, and I'm getting all the different <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, things that I'm sure are not in their database. Just someone has a copy of this. Oh, so everything comes back to sleepers. Yep. yep. You want sleepers on VHS? Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they have it on kinetoscope? <laughs> oh, well, sleepers VHS, no one's got a collector item, but uh, uh, there are four listings available for the sleepers DVD. So uh, let me just, uh, while you guys keep going, I'm just going to shoot them all offers real quick and see <laughs> if I can grab these. And, and sign them. They tell them you will sign them for them, and yeah. uh, you'll only charge them a nominal fee. Yep, money factory. <laughs> so, um, you know, so no, you could go in there and say, yeah, I've got the Sleepers Viewmaster set, 
Yeah. And uh, you could add that. And then if someone types in sleepers, it'll come up with everything sleepers, including the Viewmaster version. Okay. All right. I, I doubt there really is a Viewmaster. Yeah. No idea. Sounds cool, yeah. though, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you can write in whatever, you know, you can put in things that don't exist in a database, just personal items. I made a Mario statue. Yeah. <laughs> it's made out of Twizzlers. <laughs> Sold. Another site that uh, is obviously very popular and has a collection tool, but I think really is not designed necessarily for like the collector, but for more of people that, but roughly for people that want to track kind of some of the items they have, but really more of in like maybe a trading sort of setup is um, cheapassgamer.com, right? I've never used their collection tools. I've only spent a little bit of time on their forums. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've you know checked out the forums as a uh, as a fellow cheap ass gamer. Um, always always looking for deals, especially uh, especially useful for people who are you know current gen uh, gamers as well as other classics. Because I mean you know you, we talk about uh, certain Nintendo carts being ten fifteen bucks, and it's like wow, that's a little on the expensive side when these new games are sixty bucks. So I, you know I don't pay anything retail. I didn't know cheap ass gamer had a collection tool. Yeah, absolutely. They've got, um, you can manage your collection. I mean, granted, it's not going to have some ridiculously old or obscure things. Uh, tended to be more towards, you know, modern games. But they've got a pretty thriving, like, collector scene over there. And obviously people that, since being, you know, what it is, cheap-ass gamer, there's a lot of lowball auctions and things <laughs> that go on over there. It's, it's a fun. I've won a few lowballs, but... Um, they do have a tool. I mean, it's, you can go out and check it out. It's tied into kind of like Amazon and stuff. So if you're doing a wish list, you can kind of see how, how your prices are going on modern stuff that's for sale. And I mean, it's something worth checking out. I mean, I don't know if I would use it as a collector seriously, um, but it is a tool that's out there. And I mean, for modern stuff, it's fairly thorough. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so Billy, you mentioned earlier that um, you you were familiar enough with your collection until it got to a certain point um now yeah yeah now that you're hundreds and hundreds of games in um how familiar would you say you are with with what you've got at home without a list without a list i'm very familiar with games that are medium to higher profile and i'm way less accurate off the top of my head with uh, something that would be you know, either a very common or very inexpensive, like especially when there's multiple versions. Like, so for instance, um, I have a copy of Jeopardy for the NES uh, complete, but there's uh, like, what are there, like five or six different <laughs> versions? There's like, I think there's three or four. Three, yeah. Super there's Jeopardy, yes, Talking the, Jeopardy, Junior yep, Edition. 25th an- yep, Junior 25th Vanna anniversary. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Oh, so, that's Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, well, you know, pretty. <laughs> they followed each other for thirty years, so we can we can give you a pass. Um, but yeah, so, um, you think at his age uh, though, he'd just be a wheel of fortune nut. <laughs> he would just know it. <laughs> no, it's all about prices, right? Right. <laughs> no, I usually fall asleep just before those come on. So I never make it to prime yeah, time. after three o'clock dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, so um, like earlier today, I was doing the quick uh, audit of my collection because Krabby uh, was nice enough to post in the uh, community hunting thread that uh, he has a lead on some uh, some boxes and some game cases. So I wanted to audit my uh, manuals real quick. So uh, I'd really love to get boxes for the game for you know the manuals I have. That way, I'm just looking for carts. So um, I was I looked at the the manuals and going through them, and I see Airwolf, and I remember oh, I'm pretty I'm almost certain I have that. 
Uh, and it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, there's so many <laughs> like generic yeah. airplane helicopter games on the NES. It's like you know the F-15 yeah. Strike Eagle and do I have Tiger uh, Heli, Air Combat, do I have Air Fortress, and, yeah, yeah, a Twin Eagle, like all these things. So it's like, oh, I know I have some of these. So um, for anything high profile that I'm focusing on, like black box games, I definitely know what I have and don't have. For Silver Box Konami, I definitely know. For uh, you know uh, Capcom's ultras uh i definitely know for anything lower profile um or like i said you know like not quite as actively on my regular radar i i really do have to double check before i uh, make a big uh, purchase hmm um you know i'm usually pretty targeted about what i'm looking for in general so i have like the opposite idea i have like a list of what i don't have right so that makes my life a little easier now, do you think that was a product of you being so close and finishing your uh, your collection? Like, you know, 300 games ago, were you, you know, maybe not as, you know, because when you only have like a handful left, um, I would imagine that your perspective changes a bit. But when you have, you know, 500 left, let's say, you know, is it uh, was it a little trickier keeping track back then? A little bit. I mean, you know, in my um, old senile <laughs> years, I had to have something with me to keep track. Yeah, I mean, usually it was um, you yeah, having a list of what I I had, um, but really, again, a lot of times it was I'm kind of looking for these things because, like I said, I've been at this for a while, so it's not like I went out one year and went, look, I'm going to buy 500 NES titles this year. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. It was kind of like, oh, okay, I've got the Mega Man's, I've got the maybe you know I'll look for some of these and. And then really it probably accelerated in the last couple of years just to the fact that I found some friends that worked at some retro stores. And so I just kind of increased um, my pickups. But yeah, for a while, definitely there was a have list. But a lot of things, um, like I don't keep any sort of list with me, like what Sega games or anything like that I have. I, I pretty much kind of go off my, my memory. Well, I, I, stuff. I, I keep a list with me absolutely everywhere I go. Huh, Okay. What about because, you, Krabby? Because oh, I'm I, oh, I'm, so, I'm just gonna say because I have uh, a smartphone. A, a who what? <laughs> I can access my RF Generation collection from my, even though it's not an Android phone and there is an Android app for RF Generation. Um, I just have a uh, uh, a regular old smartphone um, with the, the eye in front of it, and uh, I just go to the RF Generation website and I can access my uh, checklist there. So if I'm ever out browsing, I don't have my binder with me anymore. I just load up my collection and I can see, you know, like what I have, don't have. And sometimes there's a very few games that I do want variants for. So sometimes I'll grab a game and I'm like, ooh, I'd like to, yeah, I wouldn't mind grabbing another copy of that for two or three bucks. Do I have the oval seal or the round seal, you know? <laughs> so it's it's nice being able to check that uh, just right on the phone on the go. So what sort of witchery is this that you can carry <laughs> around in your hands? Man, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Verizon witchery is what it is. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's weird. It's I do find that fewer people than I would have thought uh, actually have uh, uh, smartphones in the in the retro collecting field, and I don't even think it's a, a product of age, really. Because um, my my father in law, uh, he same thing. Like I obviously, granted, he is older, but same thing. He like for his own reasons, he will not carry a smartphone. Um, so it's and he kind of has the same uh, collector mentality as me. Only he's like a motorcycle guy. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, if, if the collecting aspect is tied to that at all, but uh, I am 
you, I'm always surprised when people don't have a phone that can get the internet or email on it. Okay, let me ask you a, a, just a simple question here, Bill. Right. You are surprised when people that like to collect old things yeah. don't embrace new technology. Well, yeah, but it's you're so you're telling me that most of these collectors who collect old things, you think most of them don't have a 360 or a PS3 or excited about the Wii U? I would say that most of them probably have those things and are excited. But that's... <laughs> familiar i mean you know I mean? to me there's nothing that goes man boy if i just had a smartphone my collecting life would be different really See, i'm kind of the middle Good. ground here because i just recently like two months ago got a smartphone but i don't know how to use it so bill just informed very, very common yeah i i bill just informed me recently that i could download the the rf gen uh, android app and use it when i'm out i thought i had to be connected online and I didn't pay for data plan. So I had no idea. And yeah, now that I'm learning a little bit about what it can do, like I can, I can have it update me every time something new pops up on Kijiji. And so it can definitely help increase my, my collecting. Yeah. I mean, there, there's things that come and go on Craigslist and Kijiji. If you aren't the first person to make that phone call or email, mm -hmm. then they're gone. And that's fine. Like you can still definitely collect without these tools. But for me to have something in my pocket, like wherever I go, as long as I have, you know, cell service that I've told it, Sega, NES, Nintendo, video games, like whatever the keywords are, when something pops with that keyword, I get a notification that says, oh, hey, like some guy two towns over has Nintendo games. And then I pull up the listing right in my phone. Oh, yeah, I've got this, this, this and this. I call or email right from the phone, like within 20 minutes of him posting it on the first one who answers. I mean, a lot of people might not have even, you know, seen it. It might be there and gone before you even know it's there. So um, a, a lot of people, you know, when they see my collection, they're like, you've only been collecting for like a year. Like, how do you do this? And I got I've said it on the forums before. Some of the uh, uh, some of the best ways uh, to collect. I mean, there are uh, PC and Mac apps that you can like download and purchase that will do the same thing that they'll they'll notify you about Craigslist things that, that pop. You can pay uh, to have a text message sent to you. Um, or uh, email or whatever, but there's free apps uh, for the uh, you know for all the smartphones out there that can notify you when things pop, and it's a really really uh, valuable tool in getting the really tricky to find stuff at good prices. Okay, I think we're we're kind of trailing back into like in some of our e earlier shows we talked about like local collecting and some of the right. tools that go along with that, mm -hmm. um, which is great. But I want to come back to like our inventory topic and how that ties in. So um, I want to hear. Okay, how so, Krabby? How do you use the RF Generation Android app? I could tell you, I haven't downloaded it. I just learned I can actually use it. So okay, <laughs> I'm gonna so, put some time I into mean, that. For those that don't know, yeah, we've uh, tied into our database. There's the RF Generation um, uh, mobile app for Android devices. That's about all I can tell you um, because I don't I don't own an it Android was, device. Um, but... The Gru put the time to to making that, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. that's correct. Um, it's not that I'm anti-technology or anything, but uh, I just old. I don't feel the need to keep track of my collection that way. I just don't. Right. I'm okay with what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm not saying that's bad. Other people, I probably love that. I ran into the same situation as Bill did not too long ago when I was down in Florida visiting with uh, with Shadow. He took me out to some flea markets, and yeah, I got to that common game. I'm like, I can't remember if I've got it or not. So I ended up buying it, and I ended up with a double. But now that I'm 500 games in, um, 
it, for my NES, um, I'm not too embarrassed by it, but uh, it would would have been nice to you know put that five bucks towards something else. So so what about you, Crab? I mean, how how familiar are you with what you have? How do you keep track? What do you do there for for your stuff? Um, most of the time when I go out, I just keep a mental, like especially with uh, with anything not NES. Um, I don't have huge collections of them, so it's still fairly easy to keep track of. And most of the NES, I know very well what I'd still need because a lot of I'm getting into the more uncommon titles, the ones that don't pop up often. So they're exciting when you see them. You, you they register. You know you need them. Right. Um, but yeah, there's the odd time where I end up with two copies of Slalom or two copies of Platoon or something goofy like that. Thankfully, something that's not breaking your wallet and you can usually get out of pretty easily, right? Oh, all the time, yeah. Anything that's worth more than 10 bucks is fairly easy to remember. Yeah, and that's what I find, too, is I don't need these master lists usually because when I'm buying, I'm buying right. So even if I do pick that double up, it's not a big deal. I can usually flip it back over and at least get my money, if not make some, in the process anyway. Yeah, yeah I'd find that's the case, too. So, I mean, Bill, are you that way? Is that such a big concern that you have to, like, walk around with that all the time? Or do you just not want to fool with dupes? Or Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't carry a paper list anymore, um, mainly because, you know, the collection uh, I can just view on my phone if I really need to. Right. Or like you said, if I'm getting a good deal, especially on a lot of games, like, you know, a half dozen, a dozen, you know, 20 games, it's it's almost like you were, we're talking off the air about uh, there's a local uh, Craigslist pick near you. I think you said it was, like, 30 bucks for a Nintendo and like a dozen games. It's it's like there's not a whole lot of games unless he's got like, you know, 13 copies of, you know, Duck Hunt in there that is going to be a bad deal for like 15 Nintendo games, you know, and a system for 30 bucks. Right. So it's like in that case, I almost wouldn't even, you know, as long as they're not all the same game, I almost wouldn't even ask with that. I say, no, I'll just take those. And then worst case, I've got, you know, 60 70 sorry 50 60 bucks maybe 70 dollars in the trade bait at least and more if they're good games um but if uh, the thing is if i'm out shopping and i'm just buying stuff for me like maybe piecemeal game at a time if i go to a flea market which i go every usually every sunday if i'm in town and you know sometimes you just walk by and someone just has a bin of games from their you know garage on the thing if they're the kind of people who are selling the games for two three bucks a piece as long as they're decent you know like whatever if i have it i'll resell it like you said but if they're asking like five, ten bucks a game and you have to really, you know, number one, like make sure it's worth that. Number two, like that's the thing. Like if, if the games cost more dollars, I know if I have it or not. Mm -hmm. if, if, if it doesn't cost a whole lot of dollars or a whole lot of loonies, uh, then, <laughs> I, then I'm, I'm, that's the only time where it's iffy. And like you said, worst case, as long as you get a good price on it, eh, you trade it for what you paid for it. So it's not the end of the world. It's just like. You know, I I picked up a copy of Echo the Dolphin on the Genesis. I think like three times last summer, <laughs> and because uh, like like the first time I got it, and then the second time I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I have the first one, but not Tides of Time. Then I got home and I was like, crap, I have Tides of Time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, it's just one of those things where again, like an annoyance, yeah, but I mean, you're you're gonna be able to uh, you know do something with it. Yeah, I think that just kind of goes back to buying right. So if, yep. as long as you're buying right, I think you're you're okay. Um, but again, here's one question I have, though, with like those phone apps and getting on your phone and everything. And I see this sometimes. Do you run into kind of that same thing like with the paper list where the store owner is going to see you thumbing through your phone and think you're checking eBay prices so you can do flips? 
I have had I've had people ask that when I, I was at the flea market and I you know I walked by a thing and it says there's a whole stack uh, like maybe 30 N64 games and they, it says five bucks a game um, and uh, I take my phone out and and the guy says uh, he he point blank he said so what are you checking eBay see what you can sell them for and I said uh, you know very friendly like I said no no actually like I said I collect and you know I've I've gotten to a point where I just always want to make sure I'm not buying the same thing because sometimes I buy lots and. You know, things are coming in the mail. I'm not sure what I have yet. And I showed him my collection list on the phone. He's like, oh, that's so cool, man. And, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, but that's one guy out of, uh, you know, not, not everyone is going to say, uh, you know, just start talking to me about it. But, you know, could someone see you looking at your phone and think that you're checking eBay prices? Absolutely. That's actually probably the most common thing that they would think if you pull your phone out. So again, it's, it speaks to the importance of, you know, speak to the person, like when you, when you see games, just say, hey, like, now you're talking my language. Like, what do you got here? And uh, just just chat about the games. Like, are these yours? Are these your kids? Do they move out of the house? You've all seen American Pickers. Like, just just start talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm sure that's probably something we can get into some other topic. But, um, you know, just quickly off the top of my head, I've always wondered why sellers are worried about that because they want to sell. Why do they care right. what you do with it after I, the fact? Yeah, I think... I think it's because someone who's buying with the express purpose of reselling is more inclined to want to pay the least possible, even more so than a buyer. Because if it's a buyer who's going to keep it, it's more valuable to them. They're going to pay close to retail for it. Whereas a reseller is, I mean, at least in you know the, the merchant's mind, is going to want to pay as little as possible. So that, that's, that's my only thought. I mean, that's, you know, if I was selling stuff and a reseller came around, I'd be like, okay, well... Obviously, they want to get it for as little as possible, but uh, that's that's my guess anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm just figuring most stores like I go into, I mean, prices are marked. So, I mean, right. either you're going to buy it or you're not. I don't really care what you do with it once you walk out the door. Yeah. You know. I think there's but just it that, is funny. Yeah, there's yeah, just that, that stigma against resellers for whatever reason, whether it's rational or not. There is. Oh, seriously. Um, but, yeah, again, maybe for a later day. So, accuracy on collection, right? Because, I mean... I don't know exactly what the size of your collections are. I mean, mine's probably in the eighteen to nineteen hundred piece range. I'm, are you guys pretty close to that? I'm uh, right I'm in the middle little... of twelve hundred and thirteen hundred. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little less than half of yours, uh, Duke. I'm, I'm hovering around the seven eight hundred mark. Okay, so um, how often do you guys, or do you at all, just take the time to go? Well, you know what? I've got so much stuff. Maybe I've done a few trades, or I put it. How often do you go through and just like inventory or audit your collection? And say, how accurate is this? Have I made mistakes? I do it twice a year. Twice a year. So, um, so that's, inter- that's do you have, interesting. Like, specific dates. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? Is there like certain dates? Like, okay, I always do it at this point in time, or are you just kind of like, okay, this is a good weekend for inventory. Um, no, it's always a good time for inventory. It's fun. <laughs> but um, no, it'd be like um, I went away for a week. Um, I had my younger, slightly less responsible brother house sitting, so I don't know what kind of uns- un- <laughs> unsavory people he had in the house. Better check everything. Uh, I usually do it okay. like that, and then the other times, just um, you know, I've gotten so much stuff in lately. I want to make sure I didn't miss adding anything, just because because you know you make mistakes once in a while. I forget to add a game, or I add three or something instead of one, and. Just go yeah. and very because I, I enjoy doing it, so it's kind of a fun little task for me just to spend several hours in the game room with the laptop. And so, I mean, is it just a couple hours? I mean, about how with a collection around twelve to thirteen hundred pieces, how long does it take you to accurately do that? Um, games only probably takes me 
I want to say about five hours total. And then uh, okay. I'll, I'll come back and do hardware and accessories at a different time. That'll take about half the time. Okay. And how methodical are you? I mean, do you say, look, I'm going to start to finish, go through every piece? Yeah. Yeah. I literally pull, like I said, I've got in the 500s for NES games. Now I'll pull them all off the shelf and I'll re-alphabetize them while I'm doing it. Because, you know, from just from playing them, pulling them out, they'll end up back in the wrong spot at some point. So put them back in order and stick them back on the shelf while I'm doing inventory so they look nice again. And... Great. Yeah. Great. What about you, Bill? Do you do inventory? I do not have any set inventory or set schedule or, you know, once a year, twice a year, anything like that. Um, I'm, uh, like, you, like you said, like, we we do make mistakes. Uh, I'm, I try to be as careful as possible when, when uh, you know, anything new comes in. It kind of goes to the inbox uh, area. It gets cleaned, cataloged, entered in the collection, and then it gets moved over to the, to the bookshelf and everything. So I'm, I'm really, really good about that. Um, when I will usually uh, uh, do some sort of inventory is when I spot any mistake anywhere. Um, I'll usually inventory that entire subset. So, for instance, uh, when, uh, again, same examples before, Krabby said uh, on the forum, um, hey, I know a guy who's got some Nintendo boxes. So my first thought was, okay, well, if I can get boxes for any of the manuals I have, then I'm one step closer just a card away. So I took my manuals out. I organized my manuals, uh, sorry, I organized my orphan uh, list on RFGen, exported it to Excel, um, just so I could have something easily, like, printable, and then take to my, you know, manual case. And then uh, I saw the first manual in my manual box, like, uh, Adventure Island 2, or, uh, uh, sorry, Adventures of Lolo 2, um, I realized was not on the list. So at that point, every manual gets pulled out of the box, and uh, I check off the ones that are there, and I cross off the ones that I've either sold or traded. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's more anytime I spot something where I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not seeing this game and I'm positive that I bought it. And then I double check that I actually have the game. I didn't enter it. And then I will actually go back and find out, okay, where did I get this game? And I'll look up the trade on whatever site it was. And if it came with anything else, make sure everything got added right. So it's more of like a spot check system, um, but not any, uh, true, like front to back inventory on a regular basis. Hmm. Now, see, I kind of take, um... Kind of like what Krabby does, but I don't have like a specific time. I usually like at least once a year I'm going to go sit down and go through things, but I kind of typically tend to do it by like system. So mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go through my NES stuff. And then it's another time I go, okay, I'm going to go through the Sega stuff. Um, I don't sit down and like go front to back like solid. I'll just kind of take it in chunks as it feels comfortable. Because the Nintendo stuff, that's the that's the heavy hitters and once I get to the other systems it doesn't take too long so I can light usually they oh, okay I'll just go I'm gonna check my Sega stuff real quick uh, sure. and go through it um, and I do kind of like what you said I mean I don't print to Excel but I'll just like the site we've talked about has like the little things you can print out and so I'll just do like a little um, printout that I can get and kind of go through and just you know mark things off as I go and sure I do find things from time to time I mean a lot of times it's um, Things like, I just forgot to enter. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, I forgot. You know, I bought those GBA games, and I didn't put them in. So, yeah. Kind of like you're saying. But I usually don't find that until I'm like, okay, I need to go through all the GBA stuff. Mm. Um, now, what I do have more, not troubles, but, I mean, I have to stay on top of a lot more is my sale items. Because those turn over quickly, and right. I... I'm kind of a stickler. I really want to be a very good seller. Um, it's important to me. And 
I don't want to have inventory listed that I don't have because I hate that more than anything. Right. On those really weird occasions when somebody will go, hey, can I get this from you? And I go and I check and it's like, I don't have it. Yeah. And even to the point where one time I took something out of my collection, just put it in. I didn't say anything. I just went, you know, I made the mistake. Here it is. I, um, the, you mentioned that um, just uh, yesterday I was hanging out with uh, the other collector in town that I mentioned. Um, he's probably, I, if I had to take a guess at it, he's in the three to four thousands for collection size. Wow. And uh, he, he's got lists for everything, and he posts his sale thread, and he says, I always check my lists, but my inventory is not always correct, so that's why he pulled out all those doubles to look through them, because he told this guy he had an N64 with Mario 64, and he cannot find this Mario 64 card anywhere, so we were digging and digging and digging through all his boxes trying to find it. Hmm. He didn't. So what did he end up doing, just going, I'm sorry, I don't have it? Yeah, he said that, or he'll switch it for another game, give him a few options. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's it. If it's like something that's you know, if it's a common thing, like one time I had like a big lot and I had said I had a Sonic 2 and I didn't. So I'm like, liar. Yeah. you know, just, I'm just forget it. I'll just put the <laughs> Sonic 2 in there and I'll find another one at some point in time. Um, but there has been times, I mean, probably count on one hand since I've been doing this, but there was another time where it was an expensive game. I just didn't have it. And it's one I just couldn't source again very easily. Mm-hmm. So I just had to tell like, I'm really sorry. I just, I don't have it. Um, what uh, what usually happens, though, honestly, is that you know you'll sell something, and then the next person messages you right after that, and you're like, "Okay, I have to go check." And oh no, I just sold that yesterday or something. Right. Um, yeah, but, I, I I try to really be on top of my uh, uh, pending uh, marking something pending on a thread, and uh, you know updating it immediately when something's sold. I mean, with with it with it being like a forum kind of driven type process, uh, you really have to do all that stuff manually and. Uh, it's, you know, if you do it quickly, if you keep it updated, if you get back to people, it all goes back into that reputation you're going to earn. And that's, I mean, it really is, I don't know if people really see it as, you know, like inventory management with your sale thread, but it's, it's, it's exactly that. It it's, is. It's a, yeah. it's, you're running a small business um, yeah. if you do it on any regular basis. And that's kind of what I expect from people when I buy. So, I mean, it's the same kind of experience I want to give. Right. Um, so, you know, it's. It is tough, though. Like I said, I've run the sale thread on five different sites. So I've got to be a real stickler about it. So what I do is I kind of use one as, like, my main one. So I'll make sure to update that one no matter what. And if I can't get to the other ones later for a couple hours or something, then I can always go back and check and line them up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, So, but the odds of things happening, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. But there is times where it's like, okay, look, I need to pull out all my sales stuff and go through it again. And just make sure it's all still here because some things will sit for a long time before you sell it. I mean, how many copies of Super Mario Duck Hunt are you going to set on? And do I have five of those or do I have three of them? I don't remember. Yeah, that's that's normally a. Uh, no, yeah, I, I definitely hear you. And that's I mean that one to me is one that I've had sit on sale threads forever. So it's normally like my packing game with a system. Yeah, if you want to do bundles with people, um, I don't yeah. usually do a lot of bundles, but. Um, does that get how you guys? Oh well, maybe we're getting into a different thing. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back on topic, right? Krabby, you're usually the guy that keeps me on topic. So what's going on here? Uh, well, we got this other guy that he'd pick up my slack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading Batman over here. So I got stuff going on. I'm counting my loonies. <laughs> um. So I mean, Krabby, the way you talk, right? You seem to like enjoy the inventory process. Is that right? I love it. Yeah. Any excuse to spend time in my game room is a good excuse. 
<laughs> so do you kind of just make a day of it like, yeah, I'm just going to relax and chill out and, yeah. and inventory? Yeah. yeah. It's throw a movie on or something. No, no, no music or movies or nothing. It's just me and the collection. Really? Do you know what I would recommend for people? No. What do you recommend? <laughs> I would recommend that people listen to episodes of the Collector Cast while they do their inventory. That might be a good way to catch up if on some back episodes if you've missed some. You know, I believe that uh, who's I think it was was a Retro Rage who was listening to the uh, uh, the show while creating his uh, cleaning toolkit. That is true. Yes, he yeah. was. So, yeah. hey, you know, we might. This is our own show. We don't get paid. We might as well plug ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. So, what about you, Bill? Is it a task? Is it a burden? Do you like? Oh, I have to inventory. Or I mean, how do you feel about it? No, it's. Uh, um, I. Uh, I mean, we, we we touched upon this briefly earlier, but uh, um, the uh, being able to track your uh, your collection. Um, in the case of uh, any kind of uh, you know theft, I've actually had uh, uh, burglaries in the past. Uh, one burglary, I should say. Um, I was away on vacation, and uh, some roommates uh, had a party. A bunch of people came over we didn't know, and a bunch of games were missing uh, when we got back uh, from vacation. And it's one of those things like uh, you know, there, there's not a whole lot you can do. Um, all you can do is pay your insurance deductible, and hopefully you have a list uh, of things that you had. Um, can never hurt to have the insurance uh, person come over and look at your collection. I don't think they charge for that, uh, especially if you have you know homeowners or renters insurance. And also, big, 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 really important thing: record your serial numbers of your systems. Um, at least on the RF uh, uh, collection tools, there's a little notes uh, uh, box for every item that you put in. That's where I put the serial number of the system. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's still a long shot to, to recover the system, but still, if it's something that's newer or maybe you know tradable at a store, um, if you provide the serial number to the police, they can uh, go to the uh, company and see if they uh, you know if your system you know was traded and then possibly uh, recover some more of your stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it as a chore. It's just a uh, you know it's one of the things uh, that you do. Uh, like you know, you love your collection, you love spending time with it, you love knowing what you have. You don't want to buy doubles, so yeah, it's just a. Uh, I mean, I do uh, put movies or music or you know have something on while I'm doing it, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Okay, now I like that you're kind of talking about insurance and whatnot, and I think everything you said there is is pretty valid uh, about serial numbers and whatnot. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was in the pawn shop the other day. I'm looking through some things. A cop comes in and is like, "Hey, there was a robbery down the street. Have you had anybody in here trying to pawn a TV?" Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's it's common. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I I was a police dispatcher for just, just a <laughs> another few months. job that you had. No? <laughs> yeah, I I told you I bounced around a bit. Um, so I was a nine one one dispatcher for a very short amount of time, and I remember the first few days I was there, I was like, "Geez, what is happening? There's there's so many so much robbery, so much <laughs> burglaries happening." And they're like, "Oh, this is like Wednesday, dude. Like, wait till you see like uh, the weekend." So I mean, it it is way more common than you think. Uh, uh, but uh, I mean, having those serial numbers, um, again. Even if it's not going to, you know, like recover your items or whatever, um, you're at least going to have something the police can go on, um, something that, uh, you know, they can uh, uh, do some research with, something to hand the insurance company so that they can hand you a check uh, with the dollar value so you can replace all that stuff, you know, minus your deductible. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – uh, if you, you know, if you know someone who's a cop, I mean, you, they can probably tell you all sorts of stories. You've probably, you know, already chatted with uh, – you know, they probably already chatted you up with, but uh, – it's, you know, you never want it to happen to, to learn the hard way. And, you know, a lot of people do. Like, I had to. Like, you know, we got some stuff stolen or, you know, some people, uh, 
you know, their, their their collection burns down. They're like, crap, I didn't have any kind of insurance on it. So it's uh, it's re- it's way more important than you uh, than you would think. Yeah. I mean, Krabby, do you keep? Um, I mean, how do you deal with like the insurance issue? Um, yeah, I've I've spoken to my insurance company a few times. Um, most most of the common stuff is covered. There's just the, uh, the the bigger ticket items, anything that's over a couple hundred dollars, um, that I have to do separate documentation for. They want lots of pictures of them. Um, any sources I can give them to show them sale prices they're interested in. Um, so I keep in contact with one of the ladies there. Um, anything big like an arcade cabinet or an exercise bike or anything like that. I, I keep them in contact with them, make sure they know and ask them if there's anything else I need to do to, uh, prove my ownership and prove the value of these things. Yeah. One thing I, um, I heard about somebody else doing, I thought it was a good idea and maybe I'll have to do this. Maybe next time I do inventory was, um, there's a person mentioned they just take a video camera and they just do a video while they're doing that stuff. So that that way, you know, hey, here you can see everything that I've got as I go through it. Right. Um, so I mean, that I think would probably be pretty solid documentation of your stuff. Yeah, the more more you can prove it's yours, um, the better. Yeah, especially those really rare items. You've got to make sure you protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, things happen. So, do you guys think that? Um, you know, is there a certain point where it's like, okay, maybe I have a hundred items or something. Is there a certain like threshold that you have to cross before you go, man, I just, I've just had the stuff. I've never bothered. Now I really need to start inventorying. I'm not sure if there's really like a magic number. Like I said, for me, it was, it was more the fact that it was when my collection got to the point where, you know, whether it's my, you know, not great memory or maybe like, like you said, like you've been doing this for a long time. So your collection has kind of been built slowly over the years, whereas mine has kind of really come together almost all in the last year or so. So my collection um, is coming in maybe quicker than yours initially did. So it's, it's, it's harder for me to keep up with, uh, you know, with the purchases I've made or things I bought. So I guess it has to do with the speed that you're collecting. Cause if you have like, you know, 200 games, but you only buy like, you know, five or six games every couple of months, you can probably keep up with what you have or don't have, especially if you play it. Um, if you're, if you're always going to your library and like, you know, pulling out random cards, maybe to play, then, you know, you're looking at them more often, so you have a better idea. So I don't know if there's a magic number. I mean, for me, it just was at that point where I bought a double, um, which was maybe around like 80, a hundred items for me. Yeah. For me, the, the number was a little higher. Um, and I, I built mine slowly like Duke too. Um, it just didn't seem worth the effort when you only had like a hundred games, um, when you built them up slowly, cause you know, you already know what's there. Um, so once it got into the 200, 300, 400, then it was, it just seemed necessary to, to do it, whether it was or not. It just felt like it at the time. Yeah. I would probably agree that there's some sort of discomfort level that you have, um, Whenever you probably can't trust your memory anymore, whatever that capacity is. But, um, you know, kind of going back to the inventory stuff is, even though you might think you know all your stuff, again, your house burns down. What are you going to do? So maybe it's just a good idea if you've thought about it. It's just, just take the time. Sit down. Even if you have 80 games, maybe it's just time to start a list because you never know. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, you've mentioned a few times that you've got uh, lots of like subsets in mind, like Black Box, Silver Box, Capcom, stuff like that. 
Do you keep right. separate lists at all for any of that stuff, or is it all just like one master list? Uh, it's one master list. Um, when you go to, uh, uh, like when I pull up my, uh, you know, RF Gen uh, collection tool, um, like there's different folders you can have, which, you know, you can uh, create. Uh, default is, you know, collection for sale and wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, I've created an orphans group with like, you know, random manuals and boxes and stuff. So I kind of know like what like random pieces I have. Um, but it's all just collection. Um, so as far as like those different subsets, those are really just more of a visual thing for me because um, the way I have my games organized, my black boxes come first, then every other Nintendo published game, then the silver box Konamis are all together, then the uh, you know the uh, Ultras and the Tecmos and the Capcoms. So for me, it's really more, it's it's kind of like uh, like when you look at the scope of the entire Nintendo, you know of the you know all the games that were released for it. I'm really I'm only at like you know 25 30 percent, but in uh, my Konami Silver Box collection, I'm two games away. So it's like it's kind of like where where you know you guys are at with like you know there's so few games left in the whole collection you know where you stand. That's kind of how I am with the Silver Box games. Like I don't have like a separate running list. I just know those are the two I need. Those are the two that if they pop, I'm going after. Those are the two that are in my you know keep an eye out for me uh, uh, on the forum there. But uh, I only keep one big master list, and then uh, on RF, if I want to narrow, uh, you can, you know, from that point, obviously, oops, sorry, uh, from that point, you can narrow it down to, um, you know, system, so it kind of separates those uh, those for you, but I don't split the collection into, uh, you know, multiple folders like that. Right. How about you, Duke? Do you carry any extra lists around, or just the one? Um, really, honestly, the only list I carry with me is the stuff I'm looking for for other people. Um, because again, I, I need less than 20 NES carts that I really, that I'm actively looking for. So, um, I spent, I'll have to be honest these days, I spend more time looking for either things that I'm going to put in my sale thread or things I'm looking for specifically for other people. I gotta be honest, like when I, when I initially was setting up my lists, I I thought like, okay, like, do I want to actually, you know, how, how much do I want to separate it? And part of the reason why I don't separate my list out that much is I, I know it's sound like a broken record. I, I keep going back to it is because of Excel. Um, there's I mean, there's no easier like for me, there's no easier database management tool to use than Excel. So if I wanted to, um, uh, uh, you know, kind of like make a different list or something with my collection, I would export the entire thing to Excel. And then in Excel, I would just filter. Um, and for those people who aren't maybe as familiar with Excel. Obviously, it's a database program with all, you know, different uh, f- uh, boxes, which are fields. So once you export your collection, it just gives you all the rows and columns with, you know, like the uh, all the information RFGen has on it. So the publisher, the name of the game, the the, the serial or the part number, um, the box manual, like all that stuff. So what I can do is I can just filter, uh, apply filters to everything up top. So then in the system column, I can just filter that to, you know, NES, PlayStation, whatever. So I, I can, you know, by exporting to Excel, I can really kind of, you know, manipulate the list however I want. And the cool thing with it also being by publisher, so if I really wanted to uh, just like drill down into my Konami silver boxes, I would export my NES stuff to Excel, filter uh, all the categories up top, and then change publisher to Konami. And then there I've got all the Konami games and... uh uh, not all Konamis are silver boxes, granted, um, but most of them are, and the ones that aren't, I kind of haven't, you know, I kind of have an idea which ones are. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I just, you know, never, 
I, I never felt like uh, you know micromanaging my uh, list that uh, to that level. You know, I the only probably the only one I would say, and another good feature about RF generation is, you know, you have built in three main lists. You have your collections, you have um, your wish list, and you have your sale stuff. So right. you can put your stuff into that however you like. It even has tools for matching things up. So if you do take the time to fill out like your your sale items and the wish list, there are links on each thing that can just tell you who who's selling this. Or even if you want to get that way, you can even say who owns this yeah. and right. uh, throw money at them if you like. I like checking that one out, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of neat that you've got those tools. I don't really keep my sales stuff on it so much because I found it was just not as easy to manage, uh, to manage. But I do keep my want to buy up because then it's really easy if people are asking me like, oh, well, you know, is there anything we can trade for? I can just go, here's a link. Bang. Here you mm -hmm. go. That's a, that's a good point. I used to put my uh, sales stuff in, like in the collection tool. I just found that it was it was you know way too tedious to manage with stuff going in and out all the time. As like a text thread is easier to uh, to manage, um, but yeah, having the wanted to buy on there actually makes sense as far as like you know someone just saying okay I've got this who wants it. Yeah, and um, I also created my own folder for pending, so it makes it easy for it to manage. So if I've got somebody, somebody goes hey, you know I see you've got. X on your want to buy, I've got that, and I start setting up a transaction, I can just immediately bump that into my pending folder, and I'll have it yet, but that way it's also not sticking on my buy list, you know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting. All right, so I think we, in a roundabout way, we've kind of talked about most of the stuff that's in the RF Gen tools, but I, mean, I want to kind of hit a couple other items that we haven't specifically talked a lot about, and that's kind of the wealth of knowledge that you can put in there and document. So, I mean, when you go to RF Generation, you look at the tools and the information we've got in the database about games, I mean, you really have got about everything that you would want to know besides, I would say, down to the board level. Um, I mean, you've got, um, you've got any kind of, like, manufacturer ID numbers. You've got um, things like UPC numbers. You've got uh, ratings information. You've got any pictures that the collectors have submitted those. And then any other piece of information that's not there, I mean, you can submit yourself and get that stuff added into the database. So it's a wonderful tool for that. And I like kind of going in sometimes and going, oh, you know, I'm putting this in my collection. I see there's an early entry for it, but you know what? Somebody didn't put in the UPC. I'm going to throw that mm -hmm. on there too. I love that this wealth of knowledge is brought out things like say what you will about them, but I think just knowing about the different variants is awesome. Like I... Never, I don't know if I would have noticed, you know, round seals versus oval seals or, you know, some of the Atari carts, you know, you can have five different variants for the same game. Right, yeah. It's just, it blows my mind and I and I love that uh, people have taken the time to learn all this about about the hobby. Yeah, I, I love that if I put something up uh, and just because of like the way people have learned about the different variants on the site, like I'll put something up for sale and someone will send me a message and says uh, for like Ninja Turtles 2. And they're like, oh, is it the one with the coupon for the Pizza Hut pizza on the front, or is it the later one? And I'm like, I didn't know there was – hang on, I'll check. Like, I don't know. And uh, uh, same thing. Like, uh, there was uh, – uh, I'm really sorry that I forget what the name of the member, but uh, – uh, I'm not sure. But um, uh, he, he got a whole bunch of really good uh, uh, boxed Nintendo games, um, and one of them was uh, uh, Werewolf. 
I love that game because like w- the werewolf guy has like these ridiculously huge like claws yeah, or he's something. He's got no hands. He's just got like spikes. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's like Baraka. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, and and he's and he's it's such a cool cover. He's coming through the front of the game, and there's actually like there's EPROMs behind him. Yeah. So it's like he's ripped his way <laughs> out of the cart and then out of the packaging. Which is, first of all, it's awesome, but I love that, uh, uh, just from, like, some conversation that was going on on the forum, someone, he said, oh, and I got, you know, where, someone spotted Werewolf, and he said, oh, did you get, did, uh, did it come with the comic? Because the comic is normally the harder piece to, to find in there. Uh-huh. And then he checked, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've got it. So that can be something that he scans into other media, Sweet. or just adds, uh, uh, it's, it's just all that, all that stuff is really cool. I have to add to you that Werewolf has, literally the best ending screen i've ever seen in an nes game <laughs> that's true I, I like that when you posted that grab uh i would also like to put that for some reason like the japanese version is called war wolf um i kind of like that better honestly that's kind of cooler than werewolf he's not really a werewolf it wasn't like the moon that changed him into a werewolf so it probably made more sense too yeah i like that's just war wolf man he's just a fighter that's just it you know yeah that's why he has Did, no well, hands, just claws. So, so he's more like a beast who alters his form. <laughs> no, d- don't go like there. Altered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Were tiger and were bear. That's just really stretching it, man. It's really stretching it. Yeah, yeah, but um, also kind of what we talked about before too is um, even like in the database, there's variation tie-ins. So, if you want to know what did this game have foreign releases okay you can see that that's in the, the variation tie-ins so it's not just that hey was there a three screw or was there a five screw yeah. version you can say oh you know i can see that this was also released in the uk germany spain yeah, look, and japan check all the regions you can check like the re-releases if there's like a greatest hits title or like a bug fix or something like that yeah, and if you go, again, you go in there and you find, hey, look, wait a minute, no, hey, this is the same title as this over in this other country, you can just submit that. I mean, again, it's all user-created um, content. We're all there to make the database better. So, um, you know, that's a great place, and it, that's what I think does great about the community. And, two, do you ever notice this, like, somebody will post something, like, on a like small scores threads or something, it's like, oh, you need to make sure you add that into the database, or we need to scan oh, yeah. for that. Shadow's good for yep. that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, again, that's another part that's really pretty cool, and uh, well, that's partly because he's got the database in his head. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I kind of forget that I don't live where the rest of you do. So whenever I post something, he's always like, "Check for Canadian variants, check them." He always yeah. reminds me. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. And that's just like Krabby's nightmare. Like, no American flags, please no. <laughs> he deletes them immediately. <laughs> uh, but I mean. There's a lot of tools that are there. Uh, a lot of things I would just recommend check out. And some of the things that, I mean, and I don't mean to say this in a mean way, because sometimes people don't have access to the tools, but I, I'm always like, if I see pages that don't have like any scans or anything, and I see like, oh, 12 people own this. Do you ever like, <laughs> man, come on, somebody that owns this, take a pic or do a scan or something. No you know? way, then I've got open yeah. spaces for the submission contest. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's what kind of pushed me because uh, like when I, you know, I said for the longest time, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down one of these days and you know get my programs in order, you know, my image re- batch image resizer, like all that stuff. I'm gonna sit down and do it, and 
I just I just felt bad because uh, I wasn't doing it. So I just one night I just sat down. I did like a half dozen uh, just to make sure they were approved and I wasn't doing anything totally wrong. And once they were all approved, then I kind of let it go. And I did like, you know, 30 the next night, 30 the night after that. And um, I kind of, you know, wanted to get through all my Nintendo stuff. So um, and now that all my stuff that I own is updated, now it's just become part of the cataloging uh, process is like I put something in, I clean it. uh, And if it doesn't have an image, I scan it and then it goes in the collection. And is it just me or like after your thing is approved, do you always go back and look at your pictures and kind of like, yep, that's mine? Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 And there's actually uh, there's a very, very one of the items that I was teasing that I'm in the process of maybe acquiring the picture that's in the uh, database. Um, it's a very rare item. So, of course, they like approved it and like, you know, take whatever you can get. But the picture in the database has a huge price sticker <laughs> right on the front of the game and one of the things i'm so excited about is to get this perfect copy and to resubmit that image and have it be like a perfect uh, uh image yeah. uh, for this i game. did that for a few games nothing really rare like what you're talking about but it's always nice to to upgrade things yeah, yeah. I, I do that too i'll find like oh man this is one with like half the labels torn off this atari card or something you know i'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and run a scan for yeah. it so yeah, I mean, again, I just can't encourage enough that we're really very community-focused and community-driven. Um, and so if that sounds like your kind of place, you know, jump in, add your information. Um, to me, I think that's almost like an important part to me, too. That's kind of like we're documenting history, you know? Um, this is yeah. keeping track of something that, you know, you may be the only one that has one of these things, or you may be one of only a handful of people. I mean, what, Krabby, you haven't found anybody that has these bikes like you yet, right? Um, I found in a few, like, like we're talking six or seven-year-old threads um, that I think one of them sold somewhere through Digital Press, but I can't get anyone to come forward with one. So do you guys kind of feel like sometimes you're almost like, I have to be the historian on this and make sure this information is kept? In this case, yeah, I'm. that's part of why I'm doing all this research so that I can put in not just, you know, a picture of it in the database. I want a solid entry with as much information as I can on these because who knows when when that information will be lost if we don't do it now. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes that's, I know that might sound strange, but I kind of feel like sometimes that's part of the responsibility of owning some of this stuff is making sure the information is out there and kept. Because, yeah, I mean, what's in your house could burn down tomorrow. Yep. And if you've got one of those few oddball things, you know, somebody else a few years down the road might want some information. They run across a copy of that, and kind of like what you're talking about. I was like, man, I would want to know more about these bikes or something. What about you, Bill? I mean, any of that strike for you? Um, I Again, I'm still... You know, a little bit uh, earlier in my, you know, collecting career, but uh, I, I've really, you know, one of the thrills is like when you find something that you've never seen before, and you know, as a as a relative newcomer, I'm kind of like, oh, like I like I, I don't know, any, like I wonder what this is worth. I wonder if it's rare. I wonder if people care about it. And then you know, you go home, you throw, you know, take some pictures, you do some research, you throw it up on a thread, and then you get people who have been doing this for a long time saying, wow, I've never seen that before. Like, yeah. I know what it is. I know what's been around. I've never seen that. That's really cool. You know, and it just becomes another part of that history. Like, everyone knew that, uh, uh, everyone knew that Blockbuster had, like, uh, uh, si- like system rental cases. Those plastic, uh, you know, suit, ca- like, uh, uh, snapshot uh, suitcase looking the things foam that inside. had the foam in- yeah. exactly yeah, with the custom foam like everyone's seen the Sega ones I, I, you know uh, everyone's seen uh, you know the N64s 
I had never even heard of a 32x rental case. And for me, it's, you know, to come across this and, you know, some Craigslist post like an hour from my house, it's, it's, you know, it's not as cool as a uh, Sega display case, I, I, you know, probably, but, uh, <laughs> but still it's one of, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's probably just, it's, you know, it's this thing I paid like 15 bucks for that I, you know, probably isn't worth a whole hell of a lot, but it's just cool. And it's just one of, it's expanded the history of, uh, of, you know, like the, uh, of the history of that system. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree completely. It, I've seen the Virtual Boy ones. I've seen the, all the different. I've, and I, like you said, I didn't even know they had a 32x one. I mean, I guess it probably just came and gone too fast. Yeah, it had it had to be real quick. I mean, the obviously the the less than a 40 game library on the Saturn came out uh, very quickly afterwards. So it might have been one of these things that was kind of put out there, and then the, maybe the rental, you know. It might have been an option for Blockbuster. I mean, that's the thing. You you can do that research. You can start, you know, contacting someone who was at the company back then. Like, you know, can I talk to someone in video games? Okay, thank you very much. Like, you, you kind of become like a historian of the uh, or an archaeologist of, the, uh, of the, <laughs> the gaming world. And that's something else I think about that we can probably talk about at a broader pace. But, I mean, you know, when I, I was born, when video games were becoming a thing i mean i'm almost pretty much about the same age as home video games period yeah didn't, didn't mm-hmm. your friends take you to tennis for two uh when you were like 20 <laughs> very funny uh <laughs> but i mean i've seen all of this just in my lifetime and i think you know okay think about the people that were there when film started um think about people that were there for the first audio recordings there's a lot of knowledge that no doubt got lost just because nobody bothered to keep track of it. Um, mm. And luckily, we're living in an age, too, where there's something like the Internet where that can be kept. So 100 years from now, if somebody wants to know about extrotainment bikes, there's still a chance that that knowledge will be around for them versus, oh, you know, Krabby's dead. So he was the yeah. guy. <laughs> Good thing I can pass important information like this. So <laughs> <laughs> but sure, but you know, you know, one of these days, somebody's going to need to write a book. Or somebody's going to need to do that research, and if we don't put it out there, it's not going to happen. Very true. Absolutely. Back when we were talking to IGN a while ago, like that's there's a few things that uh, one of my buddy uh, buddies Walter said, and that's a, a lot of like kids would come into Best Buy all the time, and be like, "Hey, do you guys have this?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, it just came in. It's supposed to be really good. It's you know, it's it's kind of in the vein of this and this." They're like, "Oh, IGN gave it a nine point six. and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. Like, wh- it's you know, like what 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 about it? Do you dig? Like, we can maybe like you know, like figure out what other games you'd like." And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, they gave it a nine point six. So it was like, ugh. <laughs> They're just breeding, you know, number munchers. Metacritic, uh, man. Metacritic. And it's, you know, uh, I, I'm, and, you know, you can like, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, the whole numbers game. Like, I want to, I want to read the words. I want to read the content. And I want to figure out from there if the game's good for me or not. The number doesn't tell me that. I like the number because um, when it's low, then I know I have to play it. <laughs> <laughs> 
then you'll love Cheetah Men too. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he, so he always used to say like, "Can't spell ignorant with IGN." And then the other one he said was, uh, "Remember uh, back when Mad Cats was fairly new, uh, and uh, I mean the stuff they make now isn't terrific, but it used to be really terrible." Like Pelican, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so so Mad Cat stuff was awful, and uh, uh, Walter worked at EB Games uh, for a little while before Best Buy, and he said, "You know why they call it Mad Cats?" And he said, "No, Walter, why?" And he said, "Because Mad Cats be returning them." <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody again for listening to another episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Uh, again, you can find us in a couple different spots, as we've been mentioning on the show, RFGeneration.com. Um, you can also find us on Podomatic. RF Generation CollectorCast.Podomatic.com. Um, again, we're on Twitter, so you can find us at CollectorCast. Stitcher Smart Radio, just remember that's uh, Stitcher.com forward slash RF Generation. And please remember that promo code, RF Generation. You can also find us on YouTube. Again, just search for CollectorCast. And uh, if, you, if you're feeling particularly... Uh, uh, amorous uh, we do have a donate button that's on our potomatic page so if you like the show and you want to keep it going kick a few bucks at us um, just a little paypal donate button that's there um, follow along with us uh, let us know what you think uh, any kind of messages that you've got for us we love hearing the feedback it's really great when people appreciate the show and let us know what they think 